Try to shirk your fucking responsibilities, Ian. Go fuck yourself, Becky. Right. <laughs> Maybe I should leave that in. This is episode 265? Yeah? Yep. Boom. I'm leaving that in. Of Dude and a Monkey. My name is Ian Loring, the shirker, according to that <laughs> dickhead over there. Oh, Sorry. No, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. Um, <laughs> it's episode 265 of Dude and a Monkey. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wh- whatever you may be doing. I hope you're having a good one. Um, I am Ian Loring, as always. I am joined by... Becky Foster. Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Foster. Hello, everybody. Now, before I forget, uh, because I don't know how much we talked about it last week, Bandcamp. Bandcamp has commentaries. Yes, Bandcamp has a a great commentary of Mission Impossible 2. Fuck yeah. Which was actually a really good commentary, actually. Enjoyed the fuck out of that. Yeah, it was. It was was a fun one. I'm actually glad we didn't do one of the more recent ones. It's nice doing it. On one that you don't remember specifically terribly well. Yeah, we we mad tangent at one point as well, and then at one point I think for for, for about two or three minutes, you and Ian actually just watched the film. Yeah, I think there is a bit of blank, blank uh, dead air. There. I was waffling. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was waffling about Green Hughes. Yeah, that's right. No, it's 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 pretty classic damn stuff. I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a good time, uh, and it's, it's only a pound. Uh, and what I will say is, because I don't, I'm not sure if people, people that probably, I'm going to say this, people probably go, yeah, we know dumbass, but just for the few people who might not know, commentaries, they are good if you watch, if you listen to them while you're watching the film, while you set up and do that. But I used to do, and there still is a channel on YouTube, I used to listen to them on uh, YouTube through my phone. Uh, or through the computer at work without watching the film on. Yeah, you are a fucking because, nerd. No, but um, if you know the film... I, I can beat you on that. You used to fucking download them on your iPod, didn't you, and listen to them while you were in the... Um, Cinema. Room. I used to fucking rip the audio tracks from a DVD, convert them to MP3 and then add them to my iTunes library. Like, literally, I've got a hard drive that's got, like, dozens of commentaries ripped from DVDs just on a hard drive somewhere. So the thing is, they're, they're literally... They're, you, you can If it's a film you've seen a few times, you've yeah. seen recently or anything like that, you know what they're talking about. and It's like just listening to a director or an actor or a director and a couple of actors just talk about a movie that they yeah. were in. And they're not often going, pointing at the screen, saying, well, you know, and now, if you look at what I'm doing here, you're thinking, wow, fuck, I don't know what you're doing, I've not watched it. Some of, the, some of the fucking director ones are a bit like that. Yeah, but you know what's going on a lot yeah, of the time. The yeah, Finch yeah. ones are always quite good. No, 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 I mean, yeah, shit, there's, there's a bunch, and I mean, like, I am... Um... Oh, God, I've been listening to a lot of Mission Impossible Fallout-related stuff, and um, I've mentioned this podcast a few times, but Playback with Christopher Tapley, a variety podcast, they got a 50-minute interview with Christopher McQuarrie this Ooh. week. Um, Ooh, that was, it was worth listening to that. Oh, God, yeah. And um, to be fair, the Empire Magazine podcast, say what you want about the magazine, but I enjoy the podcast. And um, they had, when Rogue Nation came out on Blu-ray, they had a two-and-a-half-hour interview with Christopher McQuarrie and I don't know how long this one is for Fallout but Chris Hewitt, the guy who does it has already said it's a two-parter 
So fuck knows. And the the amazing thing about the Rogue Nation one is at the start, they say they got about 45 minutes. And like 45 minutes in, Chris Hewitt's like, I, I... you know, you're going to have to go in a second, but, and then they just carry on for like another hour and 45 minutes. And the thing is, it is, um, Macquarie's one of the, one of those guys, like a, like, like a Michael Mann or a David Fincher, one of those people where it is just fascinating. Oh, Walter Hill, for instance, as well. It's just fascinating listening to them talk about cinema and about film. Um, I always heart back to, to one of the, you know, one of the great podcasts that I've listened to before ever, or great interviews would be more uh, precise mm-hmm. that I've listened to is um, British Nurse podcast with, with Walter Hill. It's just oh, yeah. fascinating. Uh, so yeah, so but, but tangent in there from, from what is it? So, but um, also the gross point blank uh, one uh, uh, massive. I don't think I've actually said this on the podcast cause I'm a fucking dickhead. Massive. Thank you to Chris Burns who, I'd lost all the Patreon commentary tracks because I'm an idiot and he sent them to me in a Dropbox and insanely nice of the guy. Um, But yeah, gross point blank is uh, I'll be absolutely honest with you. The Bandcamp app lets people listen to it three times before insisting they pay, which is shit. (laughs) um that uh, it has been made i have been made aware of that before i just want to say in all honesty if you want to help support the show it would be lovely if you'd actually pay for it and then you can download it and you can listen to it You, you know you can build up a library but yes you can literally play the whole thing three times before it actually asks you to pay Band- yeah, yes, uh, apparently with Bandcamp Pro, <laughs> you can limit that, but it costs $10 a month, and uh, we-, we ain't getting $10 a month from this. Um, at the moment, I don't think I've told Mark and Becky this, but at the moment, I need to share with you guys the royalties of about £22, <laughs> so, you know, don't don't spend it all at once. We will. Pay for a cinema trip, doesn't it? <laughs> They, they, well, that's a way of looking at it. <laughs> um, anyway, so, what the fuck are we doing this week? What are we doing? Oh, yeah, it's Mission Impossible Fallout, isn't it? That's going to be fun. So we're going to talk <laughs> about that. That's going to be good. We're going to talk about Michael Pena and his bored-sounding voiceover in Extinction. <laughs> um, and, you know, we're going to talk about some of what we watched with a kind of like a focus on one that uh, we all watched we're gonna we're gonna talk about some trailers, you know. We got we got an email, we got some Twitter questions. So you know, busy times. I, I didn't even know we could get questions by email until today. How exciting! Oh well, that, that's nice, isn't it? Well, well, well done, Mark. Well done. <laughs> um, even though, to be fair, we get maybe like four emails a year, and uh, bless him, all from the same guy. Thank you, Marcus. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah. I just wanted to very, very quickly touch on uh, Mubi's fucking ridiculous ad campaign, but also Filmstruck's wonderfully appropriate response. So, go on. For those who don't know, some Twitter outrage, which I was quite a part of, frankly, this weekend, 
of a what I think is a subway ad for Mubi, the online film streaming service, saying, um, if you thought Tarkovsky directed Swan Lake, then don't subscribe to Mubi. Right. Or something like that. Mubi, then Mubi's not for you, I think it was. Yeah. And it's a little bit... Uh, right, film fans like of of that particular bent particularly often have the air of loving the smell of their own farts. Yes, <laughs> and this ad campaign basically goes: if you love the smell of your own farts, you'll love movie. And it will smell good to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was talking to Donna about this, and she was saying, "Well, you know, if." There's a saying in marketing, if you market to everyone, then you market to no one. And I I, I think that's a completely, that, yes, 100%. However, considering the fact that Mubi already kind of have a bit of a reputation for being... Pretentious? Yeah, kind of slightly stuck up without, their, own, their own asses. Yeah, without, without a bit of, in, in an assault, in, insulting way, because being... I, I subscribe to I, I subscribe to Mubi. Oh, I cancelled my subscription now, but I, I do... I have subscribed to Mubi, so... Yes. And it just... I look at that ad, and it's like... And bless him, um, Adam Lowe's on, on Twitter, uh, Noel's mate, who I think we're going to meet in October, was saying, yeah. like, I don't know why people are getting their knickers in a twist about this. And, you know... And, and Dan Orty thought it was funny as well. And it's like, okay, fair enough, but if you take it as someone who's maybe, you know, like trying to get into film, but is a bit overwhelmed by the the sheer, where the fuck do I start? Yeah. Seeing an ad like that is just going to be like, well, why should I fucking bother then? It is... I said, we we spoke briefly about it on, on, on WhatsApp, and I said to you... It, it seems a little bit like that advert is. It, it, it's not. It's not trying to get new customers. Or trying to get the what is out there. It's trying to make it's, existing customers feel. It, it's trying to congratulate existing customers yeah. uh, who are walking to work. You know, with their vegan lunch in their pack in their um, backpack, <laughs> sipping on their soy latte. Hey, don't you knock a soy um, latte? You know, enjoying the scent of their beard, uh, <laughs> their so organic beard oil. <laughs> and they're looking at the advert and going, <laughs> and they're looking around going, you're all idiots. Everybody else who is looking at trying to work out how to pronounce all the words. It is a little bit like that. And I did say, it is a bit, it's a bit sniffy, is what I would say about it. It is a bit sniffy and it is a little bit, it's, it's a bit self-congratulatory. And I have issues with movie. My main issue I have with, with movie as a service is it's a streaming service that's £10 a month. Mm. And I don't think there's enough movies on it. Mm. And then it'll last for 30 days. And that... Oh, is it that yeah, way? Yeah. I, 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 I can't deal with the pressure of that. No. <laughs> I, I... The thing is, movie... 10, 15 years ago, I'd have fucking loved it. Yeah, I'd have been back when you were all over that shit. Dick. Back when I was a pretentious dick, I'd have been all over that shit. Now, I'm just a dick, 
Uh, and so I, you still are a bit pretentious, but it's more about supermarkets and things like that now, isn't it? Now you're a grown up. Yes, I'm more pretentious about, about, about yeah, things, yeah, things like that. Like yeah. I will not go out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or Morrison's. Um, it's just Brexit in a supermarket. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the thing. It's why I won't subscribe to, to Movie because. I know that I'm going to look at it and go, ooh, I fancy watching that, but not tonight. And then the next time I, I look at it, I'll go... I fancy watching that in approximately 31 days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's my issue with it. No, I mean, that, that, that's it, and I think that's a fair point. But, I mean, like in all fairness, it's like Polytechnic that I talked about last week. I watched it on movie. Yeah. You know, um, John Frank and I, in his seconds, I remember fucking watching that on a sunbed in Spain on movie, the, the way it was obviously meant to be seen. Um, <laughs> and it's like, I... I don't know. It just what fucking image are they trying to present of themselves other than like because because Adam was saying that he he thought they were like taking the piss and whatnot. It's like, but if you don't know what movie is, how would you look at that thinking, oh well, they're obviously taking the piss because you have no context for what movie is. That, yeah. That's it. I, I, it it's. It's the type of advert I think you can expect from something like like movie. But, yeah. but have, have you seen Filmstruck's response? I've not, no. Oh, my God, this is brilliant. So Filmstruck, which is like... Um, they've been around in the US for a while. They launched in the UK fairly recently. They have, like, a lot of Criterion stuff, like, officially licensed oh, Criterion yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Cheaper than movie. Have a lot more stuff, and it's not. it doesn't disappear after 30 days. So they put out a thing saying... Do you think Fassbinder played Magneto? Either way, Filmstruck is for you. Hashtag everyone's welcome at Filmstruck. Smooth move, that. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking... That's... Bravo. Fucking bravo. Uh, The thing about... The thing about movie that I've always... I've always found a little bit... uh, uh, Quite pretentious, to be honest, is... It's it's a little bit like they if 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 when you subscribe to anything like that they they cross reference it what is it and if you subscribe to Empire but didn't subscribe to Sight and Sound they'd refuse you membership <laughs> they'd be like nah fuck it nah don't on you don't on you don't on you go away go away and it always felt a little bit a little bit like that and it was like do you know what like it wants to be an exclusive club yeah if I want to watch these movies I'll go and find them and I'll happily pay to watch them and a lot of them I've I've seen and it'd be rewatching because I watched a lot of it when I was being a pretentious dick Um, and it's $7.99 a month what movie movie like it's fuck like $7.99 a fucking month I, I, I just I don't know like that just seems I mean if you're gonna if you're only gonna watch like one every week yeah you know two, two pound a week to watch one fucking film that's actually not that great value no I, I mean like if you're like really really into what they're curating then you know absolutely fair enough and good on you but me it was like I was literally watching a couple of months but it was like nice having the option yeah. And now it's just like, all right, I'll just save myself seven ninety nine a month and fucking not give money to dickheads. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> or, it, but or at least people who condone that advertising campaign. Yeah. Well, we've we've got what we've got. We've got Prime, Netflix, and we've got the um, Sky. Sky, and we've also got the... 
Oh, Arrow, Arrow channel, channel on Brand. Um, There's only so many streaming services you can subscribe to. It just gets stupid. Mm. And I, I will say, I mean, like the Sky Cinema Fast that I have on, on Now TV is f- fucking fantastic. I, I, I watch quite a lot through there now. Yeah, we, we watch quite a lot on the Sky On Demand service, to be honest. Um, we watched the first three Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible movies yeah. on there, and then they didn't have four and five. Um, they didn't have four and five so we bought them on iTunes bought the full series and then realised that they did have four and five it's just they were called Mission Impossible 4 so I was searching for them wrong it was Mission Impossible Ghost, Ghost Protocol, Protocol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nation, so I've been searching for them wrong but then again them, 14.99 for all five and Mission 4k Impossible. once you get 4k on iTunes, you cannot grumble at that. No, Good extras as well. I tell you what, decent extras. I was watching the extras on Rogue Nation uh, and Ghost Protocol uh, last weekend, and there, there's some good stuff on there. Around mm. um, in that then. Mm. So that was a tangent, um, but you know, fuck movie. Well, well done. You lost a customer. You, it, uh, you might have actually lost quite a few customers through that because of how fucking widely it spread on Twitter. So. Hey, um, right. Um, trailers. I, I just want to say something right now, right? Did you guys watch the new Venom trailer? Yes. Right. Who is that film for? For Mark. Is it for, is it for you, Mark? Yeah, I, 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 I'm up for it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm pretty pumped for Venom. I'm pumped for Venom in, in the sense of I'm looking forward to sitting down at about half nine, quarter to ten, on, like, I'm going to purposely go and see this on a weekday morning. On a weekday morning and going... You know that means I can't come with you, don't you? We'll you? Um, <laughs> and going, oh, you'll be sick that day. Um, and going, <laughs> right, come on. What I want is a Saturday morning or a summer holiday morning cartoon of a movie. To just fucking breeze over me and come out of and go, I'll kind of that shit out of that. Do you know what you could do to sort of, you know, enhance that experience? What? Go see it on a fucking Saturday morning. What? That... Yeah, I could. But you won't, will you? Tuesday morning sounds good, though. No. Tuesday morning sounds real good. What? So What's you just see it, see it by yourself? He's a miserable bastard, though, isn't he? Like What's that? your opinion on this? Because we have, we, have, we have multiple, not arguments, but back and forth. Hmm. Let's say about when we should go to the cinema. Do you prefer to go on a morning or an evening? Fucking right. If it's a, it really depends though, because if it's a crowd that's really into it, yeah, like then an evening crowd is brilliant. Like a quiet place, there was like one person on their phone, a couple of rows in front, in front, but the rest were fucking brilliant and people were really into it. There's a really good energy. And I bought, yeah. it came out on iTunes yesterday and I bought it and I'm kind of slightly apprehensive about the rewatch because I remember it, like just the buzz in that room being good. And you know what? It was the same for fucking, um, it was the same for Mission Impossible. I mean, obviously we'll get to it, but there's also the dickhead contingent. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, and, and to be fair, Mission Impossible. I'll tell a story about allocated seating in 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 that right. film that really, really, really pissed me off. And thankfully, the film was good enough that it it lifted me out of that mood. But and and overall, that crowd were good. 
It really depends. It like because if it's one that I think dickheads are going to be dickheads, then yeah, I'm mourning or like me, the only one in the cinema all the way. Yeah. It really, really depends on on what the film is and what the audience is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right there. I don't know. There's just there's something about going to the cinema on an evening and coming out and it's dark and it's the end of your day and you maybe go get a pint after or you grab some takeout on the way home and then that's that's your night. It's part of your night out, isn't it? Whereas, but what you've got to remember there is that's when we go to the cinema. Mm. And me and Ian have often gone to the cinema an awful lot on our own. Yeah. It's a different experience. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you're dragging me there on a Sunday bloody morning. I love a Sunday morning screening. I, I, I was so excited. Whenever Amy will know this, I'm always ridiculously excited if a movie is on before 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you basically sound like you're going to ejaculate whenever you fucking talk about, oh, there's a fucking quarter past nine screening. <laughs> um, I can love that. No, no, no. And it's, 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 it's fair. It just... The thing is, I mean, like obviously with with Lottie, I I don't go to the cinema that often with with Donna. So if I was going with her more, I think maybe evening because of drinks and dinner and whatnot would be more of a thing for me. But mm. me, it's basically right when out of the weekend. When have I not got Lottie? Okay, I need to go to the cinema then. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that that that's kind of how it is at the moment, and you know, it's it's not a problem. It's just like. At the moment, I'm more when the fuck can I actually manage it as as opposed to when would I prefer to go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Venom, no, I, 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 I think that they're, they're basically hoping that they can get the comic book crowd and Tom Hardy fans in. But oh, it's, it. it's like, what the fuck is the certificate going to be? I still think it's probably going to be 12A. That's going to be a fucking hard 12A. Yeah, I think it's going to be a dark 12A, but, but a lot of shit gets by in 12A. Now, 12A is basically 15. Yeah. But it's just the thing is, though, it is like fantastical violence, but it, it like this trailer seems to paint it that it's going to be quite threatening fantastical violence. Yeah, he seems to be eating a lot of people. Yeah, that's the, like, talking about the fucking, like, the pancreas and, like, all that <laughs> stuff. It's like, what the f- I watch this trailer going, what the fuck are you? And then that bit at the end, when it's talking about like how he's going to turn him into a turd in the wind. <laughs> and it was like, what is this film? Like, I, I, Seriously, like, it just, I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued because I don't know what to expect. But I like the fact that we've got the, now we've, we're set, the, the comic book world kind of science seems to be settling a little bit yeah. within movies where they've gone right okay we're all right having this Marvel universe over here and DC you we're all right having that fucking miserable bonfire that's over there <laughs> that keeps fucking pouring petrol on itself for some reason we're all right having that there but what we're going to do as well, we're also going to throw... We're going to have a Joker movie. Oh, is that going to be part of the DCU? No. No. It's going to be it's by Todd Phillips, and it's going to start wacky Phoenix from Robert De Niro. What? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do that. Oh, and we're going to have a Venom movie. Oh, so Venom's going to be part of the, the MCU now. Nah, no, mate. <laughs> he's going to be played by Tom Hardy, and he's going to be talking... He's going to have a, a tongue that looks like a dick, and he's going to be talking about eating people and shitting them out. 
what? Uh, yeah, and then we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and we're going to do a Shazam movie, we're going to do... And it, it, it's, it's now, it's those yeah. that I'm looking forward to and going, do you know what? Yeah, I'm on board with the the Marvel you know, Cinematic Universe. I am now. And um, the DC Universe, mm. it's one of those things where you look at it going, I'm going to go and see them all because one of them might get it right. Um, but then it's the, the other ones that are sprinkling around that are making me go, ooh, but that's interesting. Have you seen Jeffrey Dean Morgan's command and said that they probably won't make that Batman movie he was going to be in? I can't remember what it was now. But it was the alternate timeline one. Oh, yeah. That's a shame. Mm. But yeah, then, but it, it, it at least looks interesting. Mm. Yeah, it does. I mean, it just, I think the release date's interesting. You know, it's October, so it's getting close to Halloween and like a darker comic book movie, so a bit more blockbustery than you'd normally get in October. It, it seems like it's like the release date that's going to work for the film. Um, it just, who the fuck is it for and why is Michelle Williams in it? Like it, it, it just I. She seems to be someone who picks parts she wants to do. I'm uh, I'm very interested to see what attracted her to Venom. <laughs> uh, uh, she went to work with Tom Hardy. Yeah, I was going to say Tom Hardy. You won't pass that. That was it. Apparently, it was she. She what she she wasn't interested in it. Or she was a little bit like it's not really my thing. And then somebody said to her, "Oh, Tom Hardy's um, he's he's playing the main the lead character." And she went. Really? Okay. Now I'm interested. <laughs> I know. We'll see. It's, uh, it's just it's a it's a fucking fascinating. Yeah, just a dick tongue. It's so it's like fucking that fucking film. Anyway, uh, that's, what? That's as well that 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 it was Elizabeth Banks who pointed out to the world that that tongue looked like a dick. <laughs> was it really? Oh, that's good. It's Elizabeth Banks in a tweet. Um, she put out a tweet saying. Not just me, is it? That looks like a dick. <laughs> strong, very strong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so what have you guys been watching? Uh, well, I'll try this one. Unto Killer, um, <laughs> yeah. the the common Gary Oldman and um, Gerard Butler submarine movie. Um, yeah, I, I got bored during the trailer. Yeah. Which is never a good thing. No. If it's a two-hour movie and it's a submarine movie, I fucking love submarine movies. You do love submarine movies. Yeah, and this looks fucking boring. Do you know what I mean? Why this looks boring? At no point does it actually look like they're on an actual submarine. Really? Whereas K19 Widowmaker, Hunt for Red October, fucking Crimson Tide, these films look like they're actually on submarines. That doesn't. It looks like they're on a set. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen K-19. It's, once you get past right. the fact that the accents are all a little bit off-putting, it, it, it's, it's actually, it's actually a really quite, it's, it's a solid film. It's um, Bigelow. Yeah, it yeah. is Bigelow. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's got that real kind of like tension to it. Because she can bring. Uh, good submarine thrillers always a good time. I mean, this does look shit. I agree, but yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I forgot you've got one, haven't you? <laughs> Me personally. Yeah, I've got a shit. <laughs> uh, have you watched the Slenderman trailer in the new one? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll watch this. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch the film. I still give a shit. I'm, I don't know. I, I, the thing is, like, the origins of the story I find really interesting. Like the whole. 
like creepypasta online just kind of came from that kind of thing. And it was from a competition, I think, to make up the creepiest mini story. Um, and that's where Slenderman was kind of born from. But yeah. Cool. Oh, stop into your dick. But yeah, the, the film the film looks good. It looks like it's going to be fairly nice looking for for a horror movie that ain't Bloomhouse. So, yeah. Yeah, what do you so- think? Yeah, totally. Uh, we'll probably cover it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fine watching it. I just, I, I, I can't get excited about it. Why? I, I don't, I don't mind this fatty fucking nonsense. This creepy pasta bollocks. I've, I've read into it and it just, I, I just think, oh, fuck off. I mean, that that kind of lost me at the term creepy pasta, to be honest with you. But it just, it's um. Yeah, that, that, I think that's it. I don't know. It's like it's it's like a new ring, isn't it? And it's like it's been fucking ages since we had ring. So yeah. let's do something like that, you know? Fucking watch a fucking cursed thing in a jig, and then you die, you know? And then you get haunted by it. We haven't had that in a while. Go on, then. Why not? <laughs> yeah, it's already it's already passed it on Alexander Wally Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah. 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 Call the Snapchat. I don't. I don't think the Slenderman movie will be dealing with the origins of it. The Snapchat. The Snapchat. Yeah. I'm gonna write that now. Oh, I'll tell you what though. There's a new Unfriended in a couple of weeks. That's gonna be my birthday film. Quite looking forward to that. Ah, nice. I think it looks quite good. The dark web one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll drag him to see that as well, Ian. Nice. I, I, I watched half of the um, trailer for Final Score. <laughs> you only watched half. Oh, uh, I watched the whole thing. I'm looking forward to this. Because it's a David Batista um, basically doing a remake of the film Sudden Death, which was a remake of Die Hard. It's Die Hard in a fucking football stadium, bud. Come on, yeah. that's fucking, that's got to be your jam. I, and the thing is, I, I was going, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with David Batista in a fucking football stadium, everything like that. And, and, and then I realised, oh, hang on a minute. Are they actually going to try and make me give a shit about a West Ham game? No. Oh. Fuck off. Yeah, well, they, you get, it was because um, Upton Park, I'm not calling it a fucking bowling ground, it's fucking Upton Park, right? Before they demolished it, they literally demolished it in this movie. Oh, nice. So the bits of it that were demolished are, in the, are actually in really? the movie. Really? Oh, come on, that's yeah. fun. That's quite interesting, though. That's interesting, but... Don't make people try and make people care about a West Ham match. Don't, don't, right, for the love of God, Mark, there is nothing about the trailer for Final Score that says that anyone actually gives a shit about the result of the match. There's an awful, <laughs> there's an awful lot of West Ham branding, and that is never a good thing. Well, of course, there's a lot of West Ham branding. You think they're going to allow them to like do this film in their ground oh. and then go, "You can't have fucking West Ham." <laughs> yeah, I'm, no, that is it. West Ham, Mark fucking Noble, Karen Brady. Sullivan's fuck off. <laughs> no, not doing it. Bunch of fucking racist knobheads. You're a weird boy. Don't like West Ham. You really are. Fuck them. Pierce Brosnan <laughs> plays a Russian. I'm in. <laughs> Pier- yeah, well, there you go. There's another reason to dislike oh, it. Fucking Pierce Brosnan. Oh, I'm going to be a serious actor. I've got a beard, so I'm a serious actor in this. You're in a fucking movie called Final Score that's shot up to park. It ain't fucking serious, Pierce. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> Paying the bills. Yeah, but it's true, is he? Good. Did you think he does? Yeah. He does. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure about that, bud. 
<laughs> I think I think he th- I think he goes into going. This is it. This is my take. <laughs> this is my citizen Kane. <laughs> it fucking does. <laughs> At least I'm singing this one. Oh, <laughs> that's true. I, to be fair, though, in, in saying all that, I actually really quite enjoyed him for Mamma Mia movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's fine when he's not singing. Uh, what else have you caught, but? Uh Okay, David Lowry's new one, uh, The Old Man and the Gun. Ooh. Um, so, uh, my boy Lowry, who uh, directed The Ghost Story, um, and Pete's Dragon. Fucking Pete's Dragon represent. Um, so yeah, this is uh, Robert Redford and Casey Affleck reteaming with him, and uh, it's yeah apparently based on the true story of this guy Forrest Tucker who escaped from San Quentin in his seventies and then proceeded to start robbing banks again. Nice. And like he just like he does it like really quite like civilized and Holy whatnot. It's what that is awesome. That yeah, it's a good cast, isn't it? Yeah. Uh yeah, so Redford, Casey Affleck, Danny Glover, Tom Waits, Sissy Spacek, like that's pretty good going, isn't it? Keith Carradine. Oh shit, I didn't even see him. Yeah. Yeah, so uh yeah, it looks fun. It looks like a nice gentle thing that will get decent reviews but has a bit more edge than the average film aimed at this kind of audience and you know Lowry he seems to be doing he seems to be able to do kind of like what he wants to do and he was writing a Peter Pan remake at some point uh, like a live action one I don't know whether anything's come come of that Um, but you know he did Pete's Dragon which he wanted to do and he did a ghost story and it's that, that guy's got an interesting career and um, I'm looking forward to see. I'm looking forward to seeing this like straight up. I don't think it's. It looks like it's not going to rock the world or anything, but it looks like it's going to be a good time. Is it like a gentleman bank robber? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like- yeah. Huh. You know, and it's yeah. like there's any stars relationship with Sissy Spacek. Yeah, fuck it. I'll watch that for a couple hours. And Casey Affleck's the cop on his trail. Yeah, and the good thing about David Lowry, he, he doesn't. His movies usually clock in always fucking under two hours. He gets his fucking stories fucking told and they look great. Yeah. Have you seen that that ghost story one? I haven't seen a ghost story. No, I, I really enjoyed Pete Strong. Actually, it's a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah ghost, uh, ghost Story is only my, my number one film of last year, so of course well, he hasn't I, seen well, it. The Becky. thing is, that me against it. <laughs> I don't think I could watch that. It looks too sad for me. I, I, I want to watch Rooney Mara eat a pie or a tart. It's a tart, isn't it? Uh, Rooney Mara Pie Eater. Yeah, that's a hell of a film. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, 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 In the Saints might have been a... It's a flawed film, mm. but it's a really fucking good-looking movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a solid film, but, it, 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 but it's a flawed movie. Yeah. Don't spoil it for me, because I've not seen that one. You can spoil stuff for everyone else that's listening, but not me. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I think I'm done. So... Yeah, that- we- Damn it, yeah, I have that first. No. This week. Okay, so let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. All right. It's, <laughs> it's Mission Impossible Fallout, a film that Noel just WhatsApped the boy chat with a, how he felt after seeing it. Something I'm not going to repeat, uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad he felt that way, I think. 
Mission Impossible Fallout is written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie and stars Tom Cruise, Henry Cavill, Simon Pegg, Bing Rames, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, Sean Harris, Alec Baldwin, Angela Bassett, Henry Cavill. Have I said him yet? You can say him twice. He's that big. Yeah, big. Uh, Henry Cavill's mustache. Um, and um, as a, a quick, mild, very quick, mild tangent. Have you seen the fan post that somebody's made where it's it's a Henry Cavill? What is it? Poster, a character poster. Mm done as the same, so it's the silhouette ones in black, yeah. in black and grey, but the moustache is a parachute. <laughs> what, really? Yeah, and it's where the moustache is. It's fantastic. That sounds good. Scene that, you know, when he does the double punch thing in the bathroom where he's, like, yeah. getting himself sort of, that's become a meme. It has, yeah. Oh, it, it, where he's reloading his arms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that. That is a mint bit. I love it. Anyway, sorry. Oh, Apparently it was a bit of improv as well. It was, yeah. That's... Massive in it, isn't he? Sorry, go on. Oh, he is. You're right. Uh, so, yeah, okay. So, uh, it's the first kind of direct follow-on from the last one. So, um, the the syndicate are still about, except it's now the... Um, Solomon Lane is uh, in prison, played by Sean Harris. They've like the kind of the, the, the people under him have become the apostles. Um, oh, uh, also starring Vanessa Kirby. I, I should not forget Vanessa Kirby. I will never forget Vanessa Kirby. Um, anyway, um, yes. So the apostles, they're out there doing some cheeky cheeky stuff, and after. Ving Rhames is almost killed. It's basically, it's Ving Rhames or it's these plutonium balls. Some plutonium balls go missing. While Ethan Hunt tries to track them down, the CIA are thinking, well, is he actually behind it all? And so they dispatch Henry Cavill and his moustache to find out whether Ethan Hunt is behind it all. All spoilers all the time, folks, as we always say. We're going to be going balls deep into this bitch. And let's start with Mark and Becky simultaneously. What did you think of Mission Impossible Fallout? For me, I watched the trailer for this about five times over the weekend before we went to see it on Saturday mo- on Sunday morning. I actually watched it on Sunday morning before we set off. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I was really fucking excited. I watched it three times at work on Saturday. Yeah, literally, you watched it at least once a day in the week. <laughs> I've, I've, watched- I've never seen you as excited <laughs> for a movie. Is I watched That's it brilliant. after every, every rewatch of one of the earlier films. I watched the trailer. Yeah. yeah, told me off once for playing the wrong version yeah, of the trailer. Yeah, the wrong fucking one. You've got to play the one with the music, where he does the double punch and it lines up with the music. Oh, yeah. yeah, you do have to do that, Mark, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Go on, you go. Oh, it, it, it's just fucking mint, isn't it? It's just, it's, it, you come out of it just feeling really pumped. I love the fact that it's a direct follow-on as well, <laughs> and you, you kind of... Well, it, it, it makes sense it's been a direct follow-on, because it's the first time it's been a uh, the same... Um, right, so, yeah, yeah. so it, it, there's a there's a float up to why it's, it, it's that, and it's it's the first one that's that's being carried by the momentum of the previous one. Yeah. Whereas I think that the other ones were 
were always crews wanted to do another Mission Impossible for the second one, mm. and then the third one was to kind of jumpstart it again. Yeah. Um, the fourth was a little bit of crews wanting a a hit. Mm. Um, and going back to a, a familiar property and, and, and doing that because there was a lot of talk about whether, whether or not another one would get done mm. and then the fifth was right well the fourth people actually liked it let, let, let's roll with this with this group and see where we can go from here and then it moved on to this and it's it's weird that 22 years later after what has been six really solid movies we're yeah. at, it's, it's actually really finally fucking found its, it, it, its feet yeah, absolutely. I think is it it's number it's number three, four that um, Simon Pegg comes into it. Three, three, yeah, three. It's it's kind of been getting stronger and stronger since that yeah. point, and since it's got its central cast just kind of set. We'll, we'll come. To, I'll, I'll come to Pegg on it with this one. Well, we can talk simultaneously. Come on. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, well, I, 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 I'm the same. I, I loved it. Pet related arseholes. Um, well, I, I loved it, thought, thought it was fantastic. Um, but I will say, signal out, um, I thought Sam Pegg was magnificent in this one. I think, yeah. I think he's getting, he still managed to have the, the levity that he brings to these films, mm. but he wasn't, he wasn't just current relief in it. He was, it, it didn't just feel like he was throwing out jokes for the sake of throwing out jokes because it's, look, look, we'll prod the funny man, the funny man's going to do say something funny now. Uh, it wasn't like that. It, it it felt more like more organic and more like oh shit. It, it's just it, he's that's just his delivery as as a person. Yeah. Uh, but also his more dramatic moments felt a little bit more dramatic. And you've got this this team that are there now, whereby previously it's been people have been assigned to him and, yeah, and bits like yeah, that. Yeah. This is people who are they're now a, they're, they're a core group yeah. of, of, of friends. Well, I think what you said there about Simon Pegg's um, role feeling his funny bits feeling more organic and, and blah blah blah. I think that you could say that for all of them though they all they all feel really comfortable in the roles, mm. and so it all feels all the interactions feel really natural. All of them, they feel like. I mean, you you pointed out, you know, with with specifically Ving Rhames, he's been working with this guy. If the timeline of the movie releases matches up with well, the is, actual timeline, yeah, he's been working with him for twenty odd years. Yeah, and you know, you, you kind of feel that from the relationships of the with the uh, represented in the film. But yeah, that, that that's it. It's it's not. You, you do get the feeling whereby uh, it's it. And also, then the mistrust of the outsiders that come in, like. Angela Bassett, like Henry Cavill, you kind of you're with them, not trusting them because this is the team. Yeah, you're not in the team. And oh, you said say the thing about um, what, you, what you said after we've been in the cinema about um, it doesn't feel like they're trying to trick you with the twist. Well, that, that was that was a really good point. That was it. It, it was um, so we were saying because there is there is, and we will get to your your feelings in a second. Ian, I promise. <laughs> um, well, that was cool. Uh, we were saying that, that there's a. Um, in these movies, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of um, twisty, schadenfreude bits and is this the person, is this the person? And the thing is, this movie, or, or these series of movies, but this movie in particular, it, it's, not, it's not trying to trick the audience that's watching it. It's tricking the, the character. So when um, it's the Henry Cavill bit with, um, where it's, he's 
it, it's Somerley and Simon Pegg hand over there. Um, you know, as the audience, that the one that's still there isn't Solomon Lane, it's Simon Pegg. The, 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 Macquarie isn't trying to fool you with that. He's showing you them fooling Henry Cavill. And winking at you. As and that. winking and, and you're in on it. You're in on you're in on the team fooling Henry Cavill because you're seeing more of it than than he is. And it's a really it's a really great thing of bringing the audience into it and essentially putting you and saying, look, you're the audience. You're a member of this fucking team. We're going to show you everything that's fucking going on. They don't know everything that's fucking going on, but you do. And that's just, it's, a, it's, a, it, it's what drags you into it. It's yeah. a similar thing that um, it's got that, it's got that pull and that draw and that familiarity that um, the Fast and Furious movies now have with people yeah. where you've spent an amount of time with these people. You've not been forced to. Mm. You've organically grown to care about them and care about the relationships and care about how they interact with each other mm. through solid filmmaking but through solid character development over a number of films that you now really do. You give a shit and you know the fact that Ethan Hunt isn't this infallible um man anymore you know he's he is fallible he does need these people around yeah, him to help yeah. him and he isn't there's a there's a i love the fact they've literally written it as so what do we do now we'll work it out <laughs> <laughs> everything's just, there's so much is done on the fly yeah it, it's brilliant but ian what did, what did you think oh no yeah i mean it's, it's it's cracking isn't it it's um i i i maybe have some slight niggles with like narrative stuff oh hello lots you're right babe yeah i just oh thank you very much honey um do i um lots could you could you ask mummy if there's a bottle opener <laughs> thank you very much um is your daughter bringing you more beer yeah yeah i think she absolutely well, is right. <laughs> like, sorry, two ticks. Did I bring a bottle opener up? I don't think I did. All right, she's going to go grab it as well because she's the best. Um, anyway, uh, sorry about that. Uh, so, yeah, no, I mean, I've got some slight niggles with the uh, the the, the narrative. Like the narrative, there's like, was one bit that was a bit like fucking really. Like, and I know it's stupid that I'm saying that, but it did take me out of it in the Paris sequence when Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise are. In that, I think they're in the car, and then they get out the car, and they are oh, spot on. Thank you, lots. Literally, just grab me a bottle opener. She doesn't know what it is. I like, I, but that's awesome. Um, and like, they they get out that car or something. They're running along, and then those motorbikes are just there. Well, they, 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 well, they've they, obviously they, set that up. Yeah, they planted them. But it's like they, 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 they planted. So them they knew. Planned. They've planned to crash the um, the lorry into that. What is it to block off the police? But they really thought that many steps ahead. Yeah, it was a complete plan to, to take away from what is it? Yeah, it's Tom Cruise Ian. He always thinks that many steps ahead. I just I but it's all supposed to be down to luck. Some of it is down to luck. Yeah, it's lucky that they all followed him down that direction. That no, that no police. <laughs> Went through the went at the other side. It's lucky that nobody stole the bikes. It's lucky that all these Very things. Unlucky that his bike didn't start. Well, that's the, the, the idea there. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's 
just did the, and the thing is, I'm I'm only nitpicking because you know there's not really that much to really pick at. You know, like if if the film was just like your general three four starer, I wouldn't be mentioning that. No, but it, no. it's just because you know it it, it is basically just because. Um, it, so, it does feel like the franchise has has been building to Fallout, though. Like, where does it go from here? Well, well no, I mean that, that, that's 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 totally a fair point. I think what we maybe do need is a trilogy of Solomon Lane. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll come to that in the answer of our question later on. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I mean it just the the action's mental. I mean, what having <laughs> I, like you guys having watched all the Mission Impossible films like up to this point, it's. Every like the last couple, it's like fucking El Tom Cruise did that. Fucking El Tom Cruise did that, mm. and this one, it it it's it just there's that. Tom, but, Tom Cruise. It, it, a mad thing is Tom Cruise is only two years younger than John Voight was when they shot the first one. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that is mental. I, but I mean, uh, but fair play. I mean, the, the the guy must spend literally hours a day working out. Not a lot of people have that luxury. No, you know what I mean. It's just so it it is mental, but it's also an awful lot of work. Yeah, um, and it, it, it's but it just um oh, fuck. What's gonna say? It just it's the I I I I said the crunchiness of the violence on Twitter, and someone like asked me to define what that was. I and, I, I, I get you on that one. It I, is crunchy violence. And it's just like, it was interesting because, again, Macquarie was um, either in the Empire thing or the Variety thing, was saying that Tom Cruise doesn't like mean uh, meanness, but he, he likes blunt, brutal yeah. stuff. And that's never really come across quite in these films before until now. And, you know, I think that's Cruise working with Macquarie. But there are a couple of moments where literally I went... Oh fucking hell! Like out loud in the cinema, and one, Which one one of them wasn't even Tom Cruise. It was fucking like in that fucking bathroom where Cavill just gets that fucking like suit briefcase or suitcase, whatever it is, oh, and just smacks that guy up the upside yeah. the head. <laughs> it's just the way his body just instead falls. of you strange. Yeah. yeah, there's also the bit where he throws him through the window. The way, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And it's like, oh, that, that looks like it hurt. Yeah. That fight was, was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. It, it's great, the fact that you've got that bathroom fight. It's Cavill and Cruz, it's Ethan Hunt and, and the, the, the fucking new guy who are getting their asses handed to them by one guy. Yeah, mm. yeah. They're getting their asses kicked and they have to get saved by the glory that is Ilsa Faust. The glory that is. Yeah, well, no, fair play. The glory that is. I agree. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's just that fight. And I, 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 by the way, I love the trailer editing. That the trailer makes it look like he's having a fight with Tom Cruise in that sequence, and he's yeah, totally not. Very, yeah, like that. That's just you know, bravo. Even though I like, I because like the thing is, I bet they made that trailer thinking right. People are going to think Henry Cavill's the bad guy, but now in this bit. Well, he's fighting with Tom Cruise. So then yeah. maybe he's not the bad guy. And then it's, oh, no, he's the bad guy. <laughs> Even though playing the long game with that one. Yeah, no, no, I genuinely do. You know, there's the kind of, like, fun subterfuge I imagine Tom Cruise just cackles at. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he, he fucking loves that shit. Yeah, exactly. And you know, so I mean that that fight is fucking ridiculous. Like just it's so brutal. It is, yeah. Like it just is it it's incredible. And I mean like I, I, I will say, I for me, I think that's the standout action sequence of the film. I mean the the Halo jump is amazing and hearing how they fucking shot that again in the variety podcast they like macquarie talks about it in quite some detail it is fucking mental how they pulled that off mental and like just (laughs) even talking about like there are a few countries in, in 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 the world that will let you shoot this but there are fewer that will let tom cruise fucking do it (laughs) you know and I was sitting next when we came out. There's, there's a point in it where Tom Cruise is climbing up a rope to yeah. a helicopter. Mm. And yes, I'm aware that he's he, he will have guide ropes all tied to him, etc., and bits like that, that if he falls down, he doesn't fall. But I will guarantee you none of those guy ropes are actually helping him up it but he's going no i am climbing up that fucking rope attached to that fucking helicopter yeah and it is that and you look at going that is up there the biggest movie star in in the world up there at the moment with dwayne johnson but i think you'd be you'd be very fair to say tom cruise one of the biggest movie stars of all time mm. you know with the exception of a few little minor couple of years he's been well for longevity you've the got biggest it. movie star yeah, of all time no the biggest movie it. star on the planet for nearly 30 years yeah, yeah. and he's doing shit like that mm. in his in his late 50s, late 50s. Yeah. it's it's staggering at the fact that you've got that and he doesn't look like he's in it his looks, it, but the thing is, it does. It looks fantastic, and it, it adds to the holy shitness well, of it all. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say the fact that you know, as as you know, mm-hmm. you, yes, you immerse yourself in the movie, but you, you're still aware you're watching a movie, and knowing from outside that that he is doing the vast majority of his own stunts, knowing that he breaks his fucking ankle jumping across that from that building, and, and that, they use the shot after. Where yeah. he still tries to hobble along. Where he tries yeah. to hobble, yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Sorry, just... it's knowing, knowing that while you're watching it, I think that pulls you in more. It makes mm-hmm. you feel more part of it mm-hmm. and more interested. And I, I, just, I just think they've... Over the years with this, with this you know, they've, 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 they've... In hindsight, they've hit every beat just right. Well, there's a... a you know... I thought it was, it was a really clever touch. You know, the... Uh, we'll get to one of Ian's, I think, favourite bits in the movie, uh, Vanessa Kirby's character. Oh, yeah. The oh, fact I that, loved that. The fact that she's who she is. Yeah. Mm. Um, but without explaining it to you. It's literally that, just a throwaway thing. It's like, that it makes so much that, sense. But the fact Ethan Hunt kind of goes, looks, has a little bit of a, oh. Hmm. Yeah, and and it, but it, but it does also make sense that within this world, why, why wouldn't these people be linked? Yeah, they would yeah. be linked, and the, the fact thing, that she's she's also she's got the voice and yeah. the mannerisms down to a fucking T. Yeah, she does, she does, and she even really but again, she's she's the friends, aren't they? Who? Professor Redgrave. Huh? 
and Betty Kirby, yeah. Are they? Yeah, family friends. But they look like they could be related as well. Mm. Yeah, but they're, they're family friends. I, I, I need her in every single film going forward. Just in every film. Again, again, that'll come up in my answer to the question. Uh, nice. <laughs> again for that. But yeah, she's she's fantastic in it. She's she's she works again really well as as another strong female character within this this world. Well, and I like the fact that she's not she's not really a goodie or a baddie. She's just a facilitator. Yeah. yeah, totally. And the fact you know having having ambiguous characters like that. Again, I know we keep harping on about like certain elements, but it does it makes it more realistic. Not there are very few people in in the world that are all good or all bad, mm. and having her as a beautiful embodiment of that because she she's nice to look at, isn't she? Let's be honest. She, she, she's she's a pretty girl. She's a pretty girl. She's 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 not Elsa Faust, but she's a pretty girl. <laughs> you and your Elsa Faust thing. Fine. It's oh. it, it's the the the, the, the psycho hose beast is Wayne's world we've put it though, isn't it, for Mark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I have to admit though, my, my my heart broke a little bit when uh Julia introduced her husband. No, I no. But then immediately I went. I liked oh, it. Yeah, but I I I liked that because it's <laughs> you you point out quite well in in his mind uh, in in the hunt's mind he's still married to Julia. And then the fact she's there, and it, for him, it was this big, it wasn't, wait a minute, what's he, it, it, it was, oh, she's, she's moved on. That's it's brilliant. Like a, thank God she's not wasted her life waiting yeah. for me. Yeah, kind yeah. Of. And I think now it's, it, whether or not they will go down that road, they can now explore the road of going. You know, did they open it up with Bing Rain saying, in all the years I've known Ethan, I've never known ever cared about two people. Mm. And it was basically saying one is his wife and one is you. Mm. It's a damning indictment of Tandy Newton. Yeah, you know, shit about her. No. Um, <laughs> and it's it, it, there's, there's there's that there. They can either explore it or not. And either way, it, it will be. It, I think it will be dealt with quite well. Mm. Whichever way they kind of they, they go, and you've got the fact that. Um, she whispers something into what's its ear, doesn't she? Yeah, I noticed that. That was a good touch. Yeah. And that was a nice touch. This, it's It was like her handing over of the Ethan Hunt well, torch. To just go because we watched obviously we watched all of them. We're not gonna we'll we'll we'll, we'll go through them. But to to pass through something um from Rogue Nation that I, that I thought was, was just magnificent throughout it is the um the way that uh Ness and Dawn is used. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Throughout it, for and it kind of almost unofficially becomes Ilsa's like theme tune. But the fact that it's used, it's not just used from when Ness and Dorma is introduced in the film. The fact that when he first looks at her, there's a little bar of Ness and Dorma. Or when he's chained up. When he's chained up, and the first time he meets her, there's just that one little bar of it, and then the actual Ness and Dorma bit is introduced later on. It's that there. Is, is it's fucking rewatchability. It's going back and rewatching it and See, picking that shit up. I love the shoes bit in that film. Uh, but, she just sits on the end of the thing, she's like, shoes. Yeah. Uh, the they shoes talk about cute. that in the Empire thing as well. Like, seriously, you guys should listen to that. Yeah, I, 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 I will. I've got a long car journey Stop tomorrow. Stop the Empire podcast. Uh, but but it's, it, it shows that Macquarie 
McCrory isn't a director that just gives a shit about oh this big set piece, this big set piece, this big set yeah. scene, set piece. I know the rest of it's all filler. I actually think McCrory, I think he more gives a shit about the filler than he does. The set pieces, well, mm. but he likes doing the set pieces because he wants to give to Tom Cruise, like, no, no, what can we do now? Can we do? And literally, I, I read a thing in there where he was saying that the reason why they did helicopters here is because Tom Cruise said we've not done anything with a helicopter. No, no, Tom Cruise literally said, I want to do something with the helicopter. Can you yeah. write something for me to do? I want to learn how to fly a helicopter. It was like, okay, then. <laughs> That's such a great <laughs> way of writing. He, he learned how to fucking fly a helicopter. Yeah. yeah. But that is, that is the, I think it's, it's often kind of like thrown at, at actors and, and people, but to get to this level and to people, for people like Tom Cruise and people like Dwayne Rock Johnson is, is one to pull out there, or you can throw people like Swatch and people like that mm. out there. The sheer level of focus, determination commitment. and commitment to, to what they want to do. These are people who they decide they're going to do something. Tom Cruise is somebody who, if he wants to decide he wants to do something, he has to get to be the best he can be at doing that. Well, this yeah. is what we're talking about computer games. It was days, isn't it? Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah quite. Has probably never made, written, yeah, we said it on the commentary, I think it was. Was it on the commentary? Yeah. It's because he'd have to learn about all that. I just don't think he's got time for it. No. Um, but I, I but, Macquarie does want to bring out that little bit of inflection and, and that little bit of, 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 of sombre to it. Uh, lines things like Alec Baldwin uh, saying to Tom Cruise, you know, the fact that you chose one man over everybody else is why, what, I, wanted is why I wanted to work with you. What makes me trust you? Yeah. It's, it's those little things. You know, a film ago, he was an arsehole. Yeah, yeah, and now he's part of the fucking crew. Redemption arc. Um, <laughs> and there's bits like that, and it's it's. And then you've got Henry Cavill's moustache. He's really good in that, actually. Yeah. I really, I really like Henry Cavill in that. I think it's it's a it's a perfect role for him. Um, because he, he he gets to be a bit funny, and he's he's good at being a bit funny. And he's he's a charismatic fucker. Yeah, he but is. He's, I, Superman, he's, he's shit as Superman because Superman's got no fucking personality, and Henry Cavill does. Mm. And I, you know, it's nice to see him doing roles where he can be a bit more Henry Cavill-y. Why I think he's what I think makes him better in this movie. I do think Henry Cavill's good in the movie. But what I think makes him a better villain is the fact that you've got Sean Harris is still the overarching villain the of it villain. all. Oh, yeah, Henry Cavill couldn't be the main villain. If he was the main villain, it would be a bit like, oh, is that it? But, but Sean Harris is fantastic. Um, again, the podcast of which I'm apparently not allowed to name, <laughs> uh, Christopher McQuarrie said that with Mission Impossible 5, he wanted to have both a strong woman and a really strong villain. And he yeah. said that we were like a physical villain and we're Mission Impossible 5. He got one. He got the strong woman. Yeah. So with Mission Impossible 6, it was like they went down a different road. He's a more intellectual villain. It's not to say he's not a good villain. It's just he's not a physical match. Mm-hmm. So with this, they instead had the physical match be like the number two. Like a sub-villain. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, to be fair... Henry Cavill, I mean, in terms of sheer, like, fucking screen time, is the villain of the film. Yeah. Mm. 
It's yeah. just Solomon <laughs> Reigns, the fucking the, the the religious fundamentalist behind it all. Yeah, yeah. but that, that's it. It, it, it. It's and he's he's really good it, to, to to essentially have them two works really well because, like mm-hmm. you say, you've got the physical threatening uh, aspect of, the intelligence. of 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 Henry Cavill, who, who also well carries a level of intelligence, but mm-hmm. carries a. It, they'd say in, in what is it a blunt force mm. whereas Solomon Lane is is such a um, he's the he's the the the, the oh, what's the fucking word I want to say um, mastermind no uh, he is uh, Ethan Hunt's intellectual equal mm. if anything he's got a little bit more on him in yeah. terms of how he can manoeuvre pieces and play things and mm. like that the only thing that's flawed of him is he's psychotic, which is brilliant. It's a brilliant flaw to have if you're an arch villain. Is 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 that level of psychotic and that level of psychosis? But it, it's it's palleted down by his sheer just will to do what he what he thinks is right, and he thinks he's right well, that's the what thing. he's doing. He he doesn't think he's a villain. Or well, he knows he's a villain. He just doesn't. Yeah, but he doesn't shit. think he. Yeah, but he doesn't think what he's doing. He's is not doing his personal gain. He's not no. doing it for money. No. I'm just going back to what you said about the whole blunt force thing. That line from Angela Bassett at the beginning, you use a scalpel. I, I use a surgeon. Fucking love that. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. And he is. Cavill is a hammer in mm. this. He is just brute force, isn't he? Yeah, but it works. Yeah, it does, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like the fact that with this one, the end of the film, it's Solomon Lane not being able to achieve his thing, which I... I I think there's a little bit of the old um, fucking ego coming out, which I wonder if um, they might exploit in in the Nate's one, where it's basically he wanted to die because he wanted to be, like, the grand... He wanted wanted to martyr himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He wanted Henry Cavill to spread his message, basically. And now that hasn't happened. So now it's the apostles are basically there with this guy who now has failed in what his plot was... And it's like, well, because, you know, with the, with the fifth one, it's like he failed, but he was trapped and he was like an individual figure. Mm. With with this one, he had a team and still couldn't do anything. What's going to happen in the next one? I hope Sean Harris returns, because again, from the sheer fucking volume of stuff I've been listening to, Sean Harris like basically said with Rogue Nation, kill me in this one, and they didn't. And because yeah. he didn't want to do a sequel, and apparently, like he's very much a he wants to do fit. He needs to know exactly what's going to happen. Otherwise, he's very much not happy. Yeah. Um. And so you can imagine with 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 this, and it's again they haven't killed him, and it's like, what the fuck do I have to do to make you kill me? <laughs> you know, and it's it's almost like you wonder if Sean Harris is going to be like right. This is going to be a plot so fucking massive that there's no way you can't kill me in this one. Yeah, you know, and it's um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's interesting. I fuck. I just I I hope there's another one in a few years, and it's crews doing mental shit. Maybe do one more. I I, I could see it being um, going out and going. Do you know what? We can do one more, and then like you say, we've got. A trilogy there, uh, yeah. Um, of, of these movies and going right. By the time the next one comes out, Tom Cruise is probably going to be sixty, <laughs> and it, it, there's a point where it, it's just not 
it, it is no longer sensible, not rational or anything like that, to be doing these things, you know, because if let's say the next one is going to be 60, the one after that is going to be 62, 63, you know, and plus it would be nice for him to go out on a high. I know, just... That's the idea. And it's what, oh, and I'm going to say it again, I'm going to compare it to Fast and Furious. The worry is with Fast and Furious is they're committed to doing another um, two more. But have, have they got the momentum to do that? The momentum is really with this. Go out, explode with one more and have it be bigger than this somehow. Sit there and work out how to do it. And then you can either kill him off or let him go off with Ilsa. Or that's it. You have him go off with Ilsa. Um, are, are we are we drawing the end of our fallout? Have we got any more? Would is this a good time to would, go into the question? I was going to say, would this be a logical time to answer that? The, um, the question. I'll just say I enjoyed Simon Pegg as well. Yeah, how agree. creepy! How creepy is it? That's what I was going to say earlier. Actually, how creepy is it when he's sat in the chair and he's he's not got the mask on, the Sean Harris mask, but yeah. he's got voice piece and it's Simon Pegg's face talking in Sean Harris's creepy body voice. voice. He does have a creepy body voice. I like the fact that he's in Curly Watts. Yeah, no, he's he's a bit more... Sinister looking, threatening. Yeah, he does look like he's being just... It really looks like what he's supposed to be, which is just ungroomed and passed from government to government. I I, I love the first, what is it, that he looks at him when he he wakes up in the car and Tom Cruise is driving the car and he's just next to him and he just looks at him with this oh after he takes the hood off yeah and it, yeah. it looks at him with this oh. ah it's you and then just turns back around and just looks forward yeah. like mm. it's perfectly fucking normal <laughs> and then doesn't he say like I missed you Ethan or something yes it's just, it's just I missed you Ethan he's, he's such he's such a good villain and like Ilsa that's interesting you yeah, know he does yeah he's just after it's gone and she's gone on the car he goes that was Ilsa that's interesting. <laughs> he's he's a fucking odd actor, is Sean Harris, but I do really find him a fascinating screen presence to watch. He's charismatic, isn't he? He's charismatic. He's fucking he? terrifying. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's charismatic in a way by even though I don't believe in asking for autographs, not because I think it's rude or anything like that. It, it, it's more for the fact is that if I've met the person, I don't need a piece of paper with their name on it or a photo to prove it. It, 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 that's enough for me. You're saying if you met Sly Stallone, you wouldn't ask for a picture? If I met Sly Stallone, I'd probably piss myself. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd go, I'm not shaking this guy's hand. <laughs> um, and then, but with Sean Harris, I get the feeling if somebody did go up to him and said, Oh, Sean, can I have your autograph? He'd go, Fuck off. And just walk <laughs> away. And you'd be like, That's perfect. I'm fine with that. Is that his real voice? Yes. No. It I is. think that was a baddie voice. Uh, that, that, that's like how that guy talks. What does he like? What? What does Sean Harris like? What do you mean? He likes rocks. Oh. The Prometheus thing. I like rocks. Oh, right. (laughs) I'm a geologist. I like rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know he's in that. Yeah, he's he's a geologist. I pretty much wiped that piece of shit film from Um, memory. uh, uh, Are we we alright to go to the question now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do it. Um, so, uh, Rick Kidd, at Rick J. Kidd, uh, his weekly question. What do you, uh, who do you want to play the villain in the next Mission Impossible film, and what would be their evil plot? Right, I want to go first, because I think all of us are going to be the same. No. Don't you, you stole my haven't you? No. I, I, I want 
because obviously Sean Harris doesn't die at the end of Fallout. So I want it to still be Sean Harris, but he's somehow got away or whatever. Um, you might steal my No, I'm not going to steal yours. Um, but he's instead of just recruiting like disavowed or supposedly dead people, he's been recruiting, still working in these intelligence forces, but disillusioned people. So he's infiltrating from the inside. Right. What's yours here? Um, I think he should team up with a not actually dead Zed from Jack Reacher and Ethan Hunt must team up with Jack Reacher. <laughs> <laughs> that would work. Um, mine, I, I, I went down the fucking rabbit hole this yeah, one, did I? Bit, yeah, I, yeah. I, practically, I practically wrote a fucking treatment for this one. <laughs> um, I, I want it to be to Solomon Lane, but he's never been handed over to the British at all. He was handed over to um, Vanessa Kirby's character, the White Widow, is it? Yeah. 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 Handed over to her character by Angela Bassett. Solomon Lane has essentially recruited Angela Bassett. And so she has set him up in a little thing using CIA fucking slush funds that they've all got. And uh, are you right, Ian? What? Are you all right? Yeah. There's a lot of a big noise came from your direction. Rustling or static. Oh, sorry. No, that's no problem. I should make, make sure you're all right. No, I, uh, no, I, I just ejaculated Mark Carrion. <laughs> my words are good. Um, and so... It's it, a velvety tone. Yeah, it is. And mm. what they've done is they're essentially going to send the entire CIA and everything after the impossible mission force thing. I think you can say IMF at this point. IMF. I think we're um, and send them after after that. So the IMF is being targeted again by the CIA, but they've got to find out what's going on whilst also being on the run, but running back on themselves to try and get so, what is So to be fair, it'd be kind of like Mission Impossible uh, 4, where the IMF is disbanded and they've basically all gone rogue. Um. Similar to that, yeah. But okay, fighting. and it would be kind of like Mission Impossible Three, where Tom yeah. Cruise is suspected of being, you know, a double agent and whatnot. And so, the, the, what is the, it? Yeah. it happens a lot in those. He's basically it's nuclear weapons, and it'll uh, be it will be uh, like Mission Impossible Fallout, where uh, it, Tom Cruise is suspected weapon. of being a double agent, and you know has to go on the run and prove his name. Yeah. Or it's or, or it's it's a list of undercover agents. That's about it. That's that's literally like like, like Mission Impossible One. Yeah. You've also got obviously like Tom Cruise bingo, motorbike, yeah. car, running, running, jumping, jumping, Tanny Newton, climbing. <laughs> Tanny Newton's Tanny Newton's like a bonus ball. <laughs> it actually turns out that Sean Harris has been Tandy Newton the entire time. This the whole bullet. thing has just been an elaborate <laughs> revenge plot. That would be amazing. Yeah, because he literally just fucked her off. Yeah. That'd be good, that. Pull it full circle. No, no, no. No, but it, they, they literally tried, to, tried their best to never mention which is impossible to in these yeah. movies. It, just, it would just be like, you'll have the immortal line where, like, it's just like, Ethan, I, I can't do an impression of Sean Harris. Fuck. I <laughs> sacked your dick. 
and then pulls off the mask and it's Tandy Newton. <laughs> and she's still got the voice patch on. And it's just like, and it's like Tandy Newton's face, but Sean Harris just going, I swallowed it all, oh, friend, you know. I, I, what I'd actually like her to do is actually put one of those actual voice things on Tandy Newton and that's it. That's that's the only way she can, she can only Sean Harris talk from then on. <laughs> that would be good. Oh, God. How do you do a Sean Harris West voice? Well, that would be interesting. It would. I think they need some. How the fuck do you do a Sean Harris voice? I think you just have to be Sean you, Harris. You have to kind of breathe in and shit. Are you talking? Are you, he's not caught me. But he is there. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like Ray Winston trying to do a shot. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul. Paul. Uh, definitely not shit. 85%. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Touch cloth, 8%. Yeah. And shit, 8%. Cheers, How, how many votes? 15. Right, I want to know who said shit. Wait a minute. 8%, 8 and 85%. That don't work. That don't work. <laughs> I've read that right. I'm sure I have. Yeah. I've read that right. Ian? It must be point something recurring and Twitter's yeah. being weird and rounding. 85%. So, Mission Impossible Fallout, the first poll ever to get 101% of... <laughs> you know, do you know what? It makes sense. It, 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 it was, it's impossible, but it managed to achieve it. It's it's a hundred and one percent good. It is. It is. Yeah. It's. Um, yeah. It, it's. It's not just a great blockbuster. It's a proper fucking movie. That's it. They're not just action movies. As you get towards the latter ones, oh. they are. They're full, fully fledged, proper movies with personality and people you care about yeah. and stuff. And yeah, the, the fake out as well would be everything goes white. That was good. And then it's and then and then he's just there, just oh, holding it, God, yeah. just going. Oh. I, I will admit though, when he crawls up the rest of the thing and just lays on the top of that little bit of cliff edge that comes out, I was watching it going, "You'd take another roll." That's a difference. Yeah. That, that is a difference between Ethan or, or Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt character, and real people. You know, normal people. Normal people would take at least one more roll oh, and go right. I'm at arm's length. I am fine here. He is literally hanging on that. He is a strong fart away from falling off that. Yeah. You don't care though. It's, it's Ethan Hunt. I know, but fucking hell. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Yeah. Is there anything above definitely not shit? Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> Fallout, yeah. Yeah, do Fallout. Let's have a new grade. Yeah, Fallout. So there's Geostorm at the bottom and Fallout at the top. Right, no, Geostorm's in the middle, dude. Geostorm's like... Uh, Even though we can only have four fucking... Oh, no, can we do... Yeah. Hang on, definitely shit, definitely not shit. Geostorm touching cloth. Fuck, that's the fifth one. Twitter's not going to like it. Oh. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Oh, fuck. But I like that. What do we do? <laughs> we'll just use Fallout for one where where we can go. Nice. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the end of the day, that's like a that, 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 yeah, that's like a dude and a monkey recommendation. I don't think anyone need. We don't need to do Fallout on a Twitter poll. But yeah, it is. It's it, it, full Fallout. It, what what <laughs> last thing I, I, last thing I'm gonna say anyway is 
what I, well, I'm going to say two more things on it. What I think is fantastic about it is it's every bit as good as all of the marketing ledger to believe it was going to be. Yeah. It's every bit as good a movie as they tried to make. It is a success. And I think the reason why they were, they're all so effervescent in the way that they've been um, marketing it and promoting it is it's because it's like they've all sat around and watched it and gone, we've made a fucking corker yeah. of a movie here. They know what they've we've, we've made something. And just the idea of when, when they're making that, they must be thinking, we've got it here. Even though we've, we're, we're making a fucking great movie here. do you know what Tom Cruise said to Macquarie when the credits what? rolled on the fir- on the fucking premiere apparently what? he tapped him on the shoulder and just whispered in his ear we can do better dude that does, <laughs> it doesn't surprise you though that's fucking and, amazing and you think it's it, it's that level of that's what makes Tom Cruise who he is because he'll have done that and Chris Macquarie will have thought do you know what it's pretty damn perfect we, we did him on board we can't we will. Yeah. And it, you're confident in them all because you've got that fucking team all there. Oh, and by the way, just before we move on, can I just say the opening fucking sequence oh, where what? they recreate that TV studio and all that shit was fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was. That was. It was very good. Yeah. It's. It was so. It's so much fun. Yeah. Um, loved it. Oh uh, yeah. No, just yeah. I mean. I like the fallout rating. That's that. You could only pull that out if you fucking mean it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there'll be many films that get it. To be honest, there'll be many fallout, but but they'll, they'll they'll be along the way. I think there'll be some. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Uh, oh done? yeah, it's me hosting, isn't it? Fuck yeah. Okay. Well, let's do some fucking old uh, some Netflix shit then, shall we? Just to fucking <laughs> lower the tone. Uh, so, Extinction. It's a film that was actually due to be released through Universal, I believe, towards the start of the year that they um, sold the rights to Netflix. By the way, didn't talk about that, did we, at the start? Mowgli going to fucking Netflix. Yeah, that's a weird one. Oh, yeah, that looks cinematic. Like, it's so... It's interesting, because with the Cloverfield paradox, Netflix basically paid budget plus 10%. Yeah. So, and, like, the Paramount, they'd spent fuck all on print and advertising and whatnot for Cloverfield. Like, there hadn't even been a trailer at that point. So, you know, it was like, whatever. With Mowgli, they, you know, posters, trailers, they were out there. And now they've done this. And you've got to just think, Warner Brothers must have just been like, right, these people actually want to make sure that we don't lose any money on this. Yeah, fine, take it, take it. Do you reckon it's because they feel like there's just not a market for it with Jungle Book having come out so recently? I think, I think, I think mm, that's, yeah. Really, I, yeah, I think that's a good point. I think it, it, it's, I think they're worried and they've gone, do you know what? It's. I think they've said to Andy Serkis, if you want people to watch this, mm. this, uh, and you're, if you're not bothered about box office. box office, and you just want people to appreciate the movie and watch the movie, which you get the feeling with Andy Serkis is that kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. Then this is this is how you do it. This is the best place. This for is it. the best place for it. Yeah. And that's know? and that that's the thing. I mean, like when the news broke. They had a statement from Circus 
talking about how he was cool with it being on Netflix, and apparently the 3D version will get some sort of limited theatrical release. And the thing is, Circus, Circus is a really smart guy as well. And he, he, he doesn't, he isn't just an actor, he, you know, he has his own little studio and things like that. He, he knows about the business thing and you get the feeling that he'll have gone, do you know what, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Because you, now... You're not, you're not dumping it on Netflix. There's a, a logical, artistic and accountant's uh, reasoning for it. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, like that's the thing. And now, th- this film will not be associated with Box Office Bomb, which it probably would have been. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It would have it, it, it been. It, it, it will have... It, it, will have, it might have got great reviews and everything like that, but it's like you just said there, but it's a hard sell. It is, yeah. I think I'll watch it on Netflix out of curiosity. I wouldn't go see it where I've seen The Jungle Book. Yeah. You know, it, there'll be other films out that week that I'd prefer to see rather than that story again. Mm-hmm. Straight up, but like fucking. It'll be on 4K be lovely Dolby Vision hopefully you guys will have 4K TV by the time it pops up on Netflix in 2019 and you know we'll uh, we'll, we'll take it from there excellent um, but <laughs> now on Netflix is Ben Young's Extinction starring Michael Pena um, Luke Cage and the girl from Cloverfield um, Lizzie Kaplan that's her yeah. name and Luke Cage's name is Mike Something. Is that where you go with Lindy Kaplan? I always go. I always think of her as Johnny Zoom from Mean Girls. I always think of her as uh, the Hot girl from Time, Time Machine. Yeah. There you go. Everybody just thinks of different things with Lizzie Kaplan. Um, so Extinction. Michael Pena. It's a very very bored sounding um, uh, mechanic repair guy. He keeps on having dreams about some sort of alien force wiping out he and his family. And then an alien force come to try and wipe out the world. And um, things happen. I'm not feeling very inspired on Extinction, as I think the last 30 seconds of everyone's lives have probably uh, illustrated. Um out, out of a scale of one to ten, guys, how bored does Michael Pena sound at the start and end of this film? Eight and then nine. He does sound more bored at the end, doesn't he? You're yeah, right. Like, like he's done with this shit. <laughs> Becky? Yeah, he doesn't sound very impressed about the fact that they've clearly got work to do at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just blew up that bridge. Oh, fuck, I'm going to have to build that, aren't I? Yeah. Like, like, it, like, it, like he's gone and this all started I literally just wanted to take like a couple of extra hours off work yeah <laughs> I just wanted to go to the fucking pier I just wanted to go to the pier <laughs> and, and, and now all this shit bloody hell Luke Cage knows how to fuck his day yeah <laughs> everyone's pissed off with me it's just <laughs> shit yeah it's not very good is it is it? I didn't hate it. I thought it was fucking boring. Yeah, yeah right. it is boring. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I wouldn't rewatch it, but I didn't. I didn't hate it. It was quite 
You actually, yeah. I go as far as you kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, I did kind of enjoy it. I wouldn't watch it again. But I, I did kind of enjoy it. I thought it was quite interesting, the fact that, obviously all spoilers all the time, but the fact that they were they weren't aliens that were invading, that was humans trying to retake their planet and then realising, shit, they've probably got more right, well, that one guy, shit, they've probably got more right to it than we do because we've been gone for fucking years. Um, the kids, though, fucking hell. Yeah, the kids. At one point, I was like, I recognise that child. She looks familiar. And how can she be so annoying? And then I realised she was Jacob Tremblay's little sister. And then it was like, do you know what? I remember watching Room. That's how she's that fucking annoying. I like Room. I'll tell yeah. you what I didn't like. The older girl's haircut. Are you not a fan? It's just like girls that age don't have those haircuts. No. Bothered me throughout the entire fucking film. It's like, how old are you supposed to be? Well, and the thing is, it set her up at the start as this like miserable loner that kind of didn't want to have much to do with her family. And then that just completely went out of the window. That was like a five second bit. And then he just said that she, he was going to take her to the pier. And then she was fucking killed. Uh, yeah, and the she hangs out in the elevator a lot. The elevator girl. I thought she was fucking the, the guy downstairs or something. I thought it was going to get really dark for a second. Yeah, it was, it was odd, wasn't it, that? It did feel a bit sinister when he went in. Uh, and it, 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 it got boring. Yeah. It, 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 there was... There was zero chemistry between Michael Payne and Lizzie yeah. Kaplan. Zero. They'll try and say, oh, but they're synthetic, so there, there wouldn't be chemistry. Like, no, fuck off. If anything, it'd go the other way and there'd be synthetic chemistry and there'd be hyper-fucking, what is it? Like overcompensate. Yeah, they, they just... It, it seems like that, that Michael Payne and Lizzie Kaplan just didn't fucking like each other. It was like oh, the Joey from Fen's school of acting. They were having some serious sex after. Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe, yeah. Do you think, though, Lizzie Kaplan always comes across like probably in real life she's a real bitch? Oh, yeah. Oh, she, yeah. Yeah. She, she's also, as well, I remember saying that it could be deemed as quite offensive, but I'm going to say it anyway. Oh, dear. Do you want to whisper it to me first? No. Are you sure? No. Just whisper it to me first? No. Ian, you can edit it out if it's horrible, can't you? Right. But you won't, I know. Right, hang on, let me do a loud noise beforehand so I can see it in the sound wave. <laughs> no! Can I ask a favour before he says what he was going to say? If you don't end up editing it out, can you leave that in, that noise? I was planning on it, yeah. Okay. So anyway, Lizzie Kaplan is somebody who is very happy with the way that she looks. She's, she's, she's made it quite known that she's quite appreciative of the way she looks. Okay. Right? But she's a little bit of a moaner, isn't she? Where if you look at it from afar, you go, oh, that's quite pleasant. Then when you get close up, you go, oh, no, it's shit. It's, that's, that's a little bit what Lizzie Kaplan is. So I don't, whenever I see an accident, I always think, you think you're fucking hot shit, but you're actually not. You're actually cold diarrhea. A bit yeah. of butterface, isn't she? I don't think. I think she's beyond that. But but that's beyond butterface. Seems, yeah, <laughs> she she seems like somebody who who has an incredibly high opinion of herself, and she's acting against Michael Payne, who who doesn't seem like he can quite 
believes that he's a professional actor. Yeah, I love that about him. Though. Oh, oh I'll, I'll talk about. I'll talk about another film with Michael Pena in later on. You, oh, just you wait. Um, <laughs> he's, he's such an odd actor in the fact that he crops up in so many different genres of movies. He's the guy in Deadpool, isn't he? No. No, he's in, he's in one of them. Ant-Man. That's it. Yeah. He's good in that. He's fantastic in Ant-Man. You know, uh, uh, but he's also great in End of Watch. Yeah. Yeah. He's also, and I'm going to be the only person alive who says this, but I don't care. He's also very, very funny in Chips. I've not seen Chips. It's a fun movie. We'll have to watch it, and you can can see if you're the only person that thinks it. I I, I am, but then again, that's because of my affection for Dax Shepard. Oh, yeah. No one has affection for Dax Shepard apart from Kristen Bell. And me. And Mark. And Bradley Cooper. You know, what are your thoughts on the children? Because I did a bit of reading up on this, and a lot of the reviews were based around the fact that the children are annoying as fuck. You, as a father of a younger child, have slightly more... Tolerance. Tolerance, I would say, and probably, like, remembering how annoying children can actually be. What are your thoughts on it? I didn't really have a particular opinion on the kids, to be honest. Apart from their haircuts weird. Apart, yeah, apart from the older one's fucking haircut being fucking bizarre, yeah. Like, it, it, the screaming and the crying and the, oh, Herman, all that, that didn't, yeah, that didn't I, I, I think that's because literally... I, I have it, to it, deal with that shit every single fucking day of my life, Becky. Yeah, that, that's it. See, he, he's looking at it going, fine with that, because I, I can relate, whereas I would, I would, the other thing, I would be going, I would be going, shut the fuck up, the world... <laughs> He's literally fucking crumbling. I don't give a shit about your fucking monkey. What? Becky, shut her up. I'm going to go and try and fucking work out this alien fucking gun, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to fucking shoot her if she's still crying. But you're making yourself out to be a really terrible father there. You wouldn't. I pretty would. Well, you would be like, right, okay, I'm going to need you to be really, like, brave and really strong. Yeah, but then if she and wants stop with the wasn't. fucking noise. Yeah, I think our tolerance for the young children is just gone. No, no I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I think that's it. It's just like I'm writing, uh, like I'm kind of in the thick of it at the moment, and it, it just, it's, you know, it's fine. It's, you know, it's hard work. It's obviously fucking worth it. It obviously is, but it, you know, it's hard work, and you have to put up with the fucking whining about absolute bullshit. When like, you like several times an hour. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to think though that, like in a in a situation like that, Lottie would conduct herself a little bit better than they did? No, nah, she. I mean, like in this kind of situation, she'd freak the fuck out. But but so she would. I mm. I think that with a bit of talking to, I think, you know, I think she'd handle it. Like if if Donna was there, she'd be fine. Like literally, yeah, like. Crazy. Always duct tape. Just duct tape their mouth shut. Oh, oh, no, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like the image of that. To be fair, um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, moving on. <laughs> um, the twist in this film, I thought, was kind of interesting. But then they spend about twenty minutes focusing on it. Yeah, that really bothered me. It was just this film would have been an hour and a quarter long if they didn't spend quite as long on. So this is what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. You said that, didn't you? It'd be TV show length if you took out all the flashbacks that you get shown over and over again. That, that, that was it. And the other thing is, it's 
it's a little bit for me, and I said this to you, it's it's a little bit like The Purge in the sense that it's an interesting idea until you spend 15 seconds talking about it. It's an interesting idea after five pints in a pub until the guy who's just got there who's on his first pint sits down and goes, what are we talking about? I'll talk about this and I go, that's bollocks, mate. That's what it is. And I think it is a really interesting idea. Bollocks, mate. Not bollocks, mate. It is an interesting idea. Like, you know, with, with, with AI developing, and they've clearly very firmly, said this to you last night, didn't I? They've very firmly based this story. They've been clearly talking about Stephen Hawking's prophecy of doom and then decided to make a film about it. And I don't know. I think it's, I think it's an intriguing idea. I just think the execution was a little bit off. No, I mean, that's yeah, yeah it's got some good ideas. It just, it it's... It kind of feels like it has to do the derivative, derivative action stuff. Yeah, uh, and it, it, it just like the whole kind of like the the rising up and whatnot instead of talking about it. And I, yeah, I don't know. It it just it was one of those films where you just watch it and just think, well, what what was the point of me just actually spending an hour and a half and watching that? Mm. It, it just felt like. Like empty calories would be like a Fast and Furious film. I'm trying to think of because at least you still enjoy it. It's like popcorn. I'm trying to think of an analogy here. It's like okay, what's a food that you eat and you actually get nothing from it and you don't enjoy it? So there's 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 not even a pleasure to eating it. Celery. But then you're burning calories. By eating it, so at least that's something. Um, it, you don't enjoy it, and you don't get anything out of it. Yeah, like cucumber for Mark. You hate cucumber. Fucking hate cucumber. It's like some sort of fucking. This film is like a leftover from the night before, where you it, literally have to be very specifically drunk. It, it's 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 a. It's a chocolate digestive that's chocolates come off. So it's not even a, just a digestive. It used to be a chocolate digestive, and now it's just a subpar plain digestive biscuit that's been left out in the sun yeah. and has got soggy. Oh, soggy digestive biscuits are the worst. There you go. Oh, but they're all right when they're mixed up with milk, though. What? Yeah, man. Like, like a rusk? Like you do with a rusk? Yeah, do that up. It's good. That's a new one on me, Ian. Well, I introduced microwave cheese sandwiches to you the other day, Becky, so, you know. <laughs> You're expanding my culinary uh, universe. Did you try that, by the way? Not yet, no. Mark's friend of microwave. So. I'm not afraid of them. You no, are you're right, I am frightened of them, yeah. That's, that's true, I am frightened of them. I will not, I will not use one. I'll, oh. I'll, I will. So how do you, how do you do it? Two bits of bread cheese in the middle and then just microwave it. Yeah. We paused. <laughs> oh, he's got his hands in his ears. But you need to, when you take it out, you need to flip it over for like a minute before you eat it. Right. Trust me. Okay, I'll give it a go. Do it. And then okay. fold it up because it goes all soft. So like fold it up like a calzone. Right. Okay. Okay. We'll give that a go. Do it. Let me know. I will. I want to report. Um, so, 
I, I've got a feeling Becky is going to be very mildly, definitely not shit on Extinction. No, I, I mean, even even I am objective enough to be able to say it's it's not a great movie. The but, idea is very good. But are you touching Cawthon rather than shit? Yeah, I would be, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'm, I'm shit. Aww. Yeah, I, I'm shit as well. But, like, it's one of those ones where it's like, if it's if it's in my bottom ten at the end of the year, I, I'd consider that to be an okay year. It's not aggressively shit. No, it's not. It's not aggressively shit. It's aggressively boring. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's just there's nothing to it. It's a fucking. It's a digestive without the chocolate on. Mm. Well done, Mark. With it, it feels like it's both too long and too short. It's too long in that it spends too long on the flashbacks and stuff, but it's too short in that the <sighs> the build up to the reveal it, and the character development are just lacking. It, it, mm. It's a movie that is what ninety five minutes long. And it feels like 15, 20 minutes of it are repeat scenes. Yeah. Mm. But they could have they could have kept it at about the same length or even slightly longer and just done something better with that time. Yeah. I see why they sold this to Netflix rather than try to release it in a cinema. God, yeah. Could you imagine watching this in a fucking cinema? You'd be fuming when you left. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't even look cinematic. No. You know, I was watching it going, huh. So basically, it's Skyline, but Skyline looks better. Yeah. Yeah. What was the poll? Um, definitely not shit, 13%. Touching cloth, 13%. And shit, 75%. Again, yeah. that doesn't add up. <laughs> oh, that's weird. No, You'll be glad to know that the other poll that we have does add up. Excellent. Nice. Um, right. I need a wee. How much time do you guys have? About another half an hour or so. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, another half an hour. All right, cool. Okay, I'm going to go for a wee real quick and I'll be back. <laughs> Talk amongst yourself. <laughs> no, I just, I just don't, I don't feel like it was bad enough to be shit. But it was. It wasn't though. Boring. It wasn't that boring. Even Michael Payne was boring. He was getting paid to do it. Well, yeah, there is. Why are you looking at titties? I've <laughs> got an email from Ansel. They're showing their wares. Yeah. Look up and you just see just titties on your phone. Well, they're not titties, are they? Well, I'm pretty sure they are. Well, they are. It's to show off the bras. Which contain... Sorry? Titties. Titties. an unfortunate email for you to comment on, on the podcast. <laughs> Dem titties. <laughs> I'll get emails about tits. Do you want me to sign you up for the answer list? I don't wait, I don't get emails about tits. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> ah, today. Ticking a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, you're delightful. Thank you. Well, I'll have to get emails about. He's going to edit this out, right? I don't know, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I don't think people want to listen to five minutes of us just talking about answer lists. New, new ranges. Ooh, that's... No. No, that's not no. Cool. no. No, not like that. That's going to be a new thing in the, in the booty trend. I'm not. You're not on board with that. I'm not on board with that. No, I don't bring back the fucking G. The G? Yeah. yeah. It's like a heavy G, that, though, wasn't it? With a thick waistband. Like, yeah, but it wasn't. The, the, the G is the bit. It's not the upper bit, is it? The G is that bit. 
Oh, that way it refers to him. Yeah, Jishu. Because it's deep. Taking a long time going for a wee, isn't he? Well, you guys drank four bottles of IPA. Yeah, fair play. You know what IPA is? Five. That's such a bad joke. <laughs> uh, I don't reckon he's going for a pee. I reckon he's getting more beer. I reckon he's getting more beer. I'm going for a pee. You reckon? Yeah. Do you reckon he's remembered his bottle over? No, I can't do it. I'd be waiting, lock it up to go get one. <laughs> oh, dear. He has one of the beers, man. <laughs> right, we there? Hello? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, 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 we talked amongst ourselves about... What do we talk about? And Summer's mailing list. And, and, and Summer's titties. G-strings. <laughs> oh, man. You two have the best relationship. Fair play. Right. Yeah, I, I make a bad joke about... What is it? You have to listen to that, actually. You've got to hear my bad joke. Okay, I shall. Um, so, we've got about half an hour left. So, uh, let's get into some what we've been watching. There's, like, one that I want to focus on. I, I think you should get into that then because literally what I'll say is we've watched Mission Impossible movies <laughs> on one of the movies. Uh, oh. oh, the one we've all been watching, yeah. Okay, I'll just do it then. Right, A Wrinkle in Time. Oh. So, I watched A Wrinkle in Time. I paid to watch A Wrinkle in Time in standard definition. It's standard def. Yeah, because like, right, it's five forty nine to rent on iTunes. So it was like, nah. So I looked on Rakuten. It was three oh, yeah. three ninety nine to rent in standard def, and it was like, do you know what? Three ninety nine. Fuck it. But the way I can see what you mean, but always in my brain I go, but it's one pound fifty more. No, it's just it's one pound. I just not for a wrinkle in time. <laughs> like, and the fucking I haven't watched something in standard def for, for a while and Jesus fucking Christ nah I, I can't do it anymore yeah no nah it's not good um, so A Wrinkle in Time it's Ava DuVernay's Disney film which people basically said yeah it's hearts in the right place but it's not great to be honest, that's kind of where I am with it as well. Um, right. So, the fucking... The story, right. Uh, you got a girl whose dad, played by Chris Pine, went missing years ago. Literally, she wakes up in the middle of the night one night, goes downstairs, her brother's there, and on the radio, it's literally... It's been four years since... Scientists, blah blah blah, went missing, and the it's like right, okay, so literally on the radio, it's telling us it's been four years since he went missing. Okay, fine. The following scene, they're at school, and the little brother's like sitting by a fence, and above him are teachers, and they are literally having a discussion about the dad and going. Can you believe it's been four years since uh, blah, blah, blah went missing? Oh, I bet he just went down to Tijuana. Oh, can you imagine how those kids feel? You know, a a girl in film. 
whose name I can't remember. She used to be such a good student, and now she, you know, she's just. I don't know what's wrong with her. And her brother, her brother's so weird. And it's like, right, who fucking wrote this dialogue? It just, it, it's, the the exposition machine is just, I am going to tell you everything about the background of this film in conversations between random people because we don't have a natural way of fitting it into the film, but we need you to feel sorry for this girl. And then 10 minutes later, Oprah Winfrey turns up in what can only be described as a dress made of bubble wrap. And she's (laughs) giant. So you've got a giant Oprah Winfrey in the sky with... Reese Witherspoon being Reese Witherspoon. That, that sounds like a John Lennon song that he'd write now and it'd be shit. Yes. <laughs> and Mindy Kaling, who literally, throughout most of the film, only speaks in quotes from other people because she may as well use other people's words. And at, at one point quotes Lin-Manuel Miranda. Because I tell you what, right? I tell you what. The eight-year-olds in this fucking audience love Hamilton references. <laughs> <laughs> They're all about that shit. They were whooping. It's like the thing is, yeah. There, 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 there's 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 talk about how the the girl in it is a a, a warrior like uh, Albert Einstein and Maya Angelou, which that's a cool idea. You know it. The. The, the thing is, basic. I'll, I'll be honest. This film feels like it's made by people who think they know what kids want, but have never met a kid in their entire fucking life. It, it's it's a film about how love is the greatest force in the world. Which, if it was not this film, would be being decried as just a fucking hackneyed. Oh, for fuck's sake, Afon. Um. Uh, an oh for fuck's sake song. I like that. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, no, I, yeah, I'll use that again in the future, I think. Um, <laughs> it's... The, I mean, the visuals at times are interesting. It's got some, it's got some grand ideas. Um, but it's just in this fu- piece of fucking bobbins... And it's like it's it's not because I'm being cynical or I mean Jesus Christ I gave five stars to Mamma Mia here we go again last week so you know get cut me some slack there it just it's a film that doesn't feel like it's actually made for a real person it feels like it's made for some sort of altruistic idea of what the filmmakers think a kid is. And and it just completely misses the target. I it's I the, the the thing is I don't I don't hate the film. I don't think you can hate a wrinkle in time because that it that there is good meant for it. And I I feel like a hypocrite. A couple of weeks back, I was saying like the only people who seem like people reviewing wrinkle in time were saying, well, it's good intention, but and I am kind of saying that, but I will say. The film is shit, but 
the meaning behind it is well-intentioned. It's just I'm not going to excuse the fact that it's a shit film because it was made by people who had their right hearts in the right place. But that, the thing is, I'm, I'm going to watch it because it's a film that I want to have an opinion on. And I, I, I will go into it hoping that I've I, I come out of it going... Mark, it will make your teeth itch. I really like that. But also, <laughs> as well, I, I, I am very much of... When people say, yeah, it was it was a bit shit, but it had ambition. I, I, my thing about that is, it, that's fucking... That, that's worse. It sets off like fucking in my brain that go, no, right... An ambitious failure is still a fucking failure. You can be as ambitious as you want, but you're shit at it. Well, I'd say that's worse in a way. Because it's like it's hard and still fails. Well, that's it. You know, it's it, 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 it's failed ambition. It's the same thing. I mean, I, I, I'm with mild tangent here. The same thing as when people say anyone can make a movie, and that's what's great about movies. But no, it's not because not everyone should make a fucking movie. That's how we end up with Brett Ratner. <laughs> Yeah, it's so I, I want to watch this and have an opinion on it, but I also the film family wants to watch it and actually come out at the end of it and go, Do you know what? No, it's fucking great. I I don't want to watch it so have an opinion on it so I can then say, Ah, I hated that. I want to watch it in case in case you're one of the like it clicks with me, yeah, and bits of it hit me and I go, That's fucking brilliant. The thing is, I've got to say, like. Ava DuVernay did not write the film, and the biggest problem with the film is the screenplay. However, the woman who did write it wrote Wreck-It Ralph and Zootropolis, which are fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it was some other guy as well. Um, and it, it just, who wrote Bridge to Terabithia, which is a really, it's a really good really film. Really good film. It just, it's, so, it's, it's, she's not getting off that fucking easy. Uh, no, all, uh, it, okay, fair enough. You, you pro- yeah. I, I, it just it's it's not worst film of the year material because it, it's it is aiming for some shit and at times hits it. There is some there are some interesting visuals in this film that 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 that, that genuinely are. But it, it's a sh- sorry. How irritating are the kids? Oh, fuck it, right. Okay. <laughs> so, the girl is actually, she's actually not bad. I fucking, I watched this film last night and I can't remember what the fucking character's name was. Um, like, but she's, she's, Meg. sorry? Meg. Oh, Meg. Meg, Meg, that was it. She's actually not bad. Um, you know, she's fine. Right. Her brother... Through the entire film, everyone calls him Charles Wallace. And gives him his full name. Like literally Charles Wallace. Everyone calls him Charles Wallace. And I, I there's never an explanation as to why, and it really bothered me. But also, that kid is the most fucking stage school I am hot shit and I'm probably going to be dead by the time I'm 18 because of my failed fucking teenage years, little dickhead. <laughs> and I, I just, I could not fucking stand him. I could not stand him. Michael Pena's in it for a scene and is awful. Um, and it, it just, I, it's, it, it's a shit, it is a shit film. It is shit. I, a wrinkle in time is shit. 
but and I wonder if like the thing is, I kind of wonder whether if Ava DuVernay wasn't so hot and got it off the ground, whether it it wouldn't have been made at all. And I will say, Lottie watched about fifteen minutes of it, and she was in really really hardcore. And she got what like she started what like I was watching it about half, half an hour in. She just fucking noticed what I was watching and started watching it. And she got what was going on. It was like right, so they're trying to save her daddy, and the cloud is bad. And she didn't say this, but Reese Witherspoon is a leaf, okay? Because there's a bit where Reese Witherspoon's a leaf, and it's <laughs> like okay, and now they're flying on the leaf, okay? And she was into it. And then it started getting a bit scary, and I'm glad she didn't watch it towards the end because she would have fucking had nightmares for months. But oh. it, it's like it's just it's this film that, right? Any kid below the age of eight will freak the fuck out at moments, like freak the fuck out at moments of this film. Anyone over the age of about thirteen, fourteen will probably think that the the plot is. It, it is just fucking bobbins and those between the ages of 8 and 13 won't get the theoretical concepts being explored in the film so they basically made a movie for no one it's a film for no one yeah it is a wrinkle in time is a film for no one it's like they've wrinkled time and so just been it's so much that it's like right I don't actually know what time is anymore <laughs> yeah, and we don't even have Tom Hardy's lizard tongue dick. No, exactly. It's I'd be fascinated to see what you guys make of it. It, it just I'm, it's we're gonna watch this week. It's Are we now? yeah, fuck it. It's shooting for the fucking moon, and basically just shits itself. Shooting shoot for the moon and not even getting like past the trees. I'd be interested to read the book that it's based on, though, because a lot of no, what no. I've read about it. Shut the fuck up. A lot of what I've read about it is that it's it's an abomination because the book's really good. I uh, yeah, I, I that's I could. It does kind of seem like it might be a like judging by how this went. I'm assuming the book is unfilmable. Well, just don't fucking film it then. But the minute somebody says the book is unfilmable, you'll get you'll get a director who will go, "Oh, really?" And we'll try and fucking make it. And Ava DuVernay, who was hot off of Selma, is I'ma do that. Yeah. Selma and a lot it's of a style very, promotion. Very different kind of movie, though. Yeah. Isn't it? Again, I wonder how much she understands about what kids can tolerate in the cinema. Well, that's it. And the the thing is, like, if this is, like, a a beloved book from her childhood and she's decided to make it because of that reason, you you can get kids more involved in a book when you're reading them a story than you can with a film. Because... That's the format it's meant to be in, that particular... Let's talk about it next week. Watch it this week. Let's talk about it next week. All right. Okay. I'm going to see how much the book is on Amazon and see if I can get it read in time as well. Nice. Um, 
I'll mention as well, I watched a trilogy of films this week with Lottie. <laughs> yeah. Which, which I don't think seen the first one before. Hotel Transylvania. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know there was three. Yeah, the third one was in this. It came out in the cinema on Friday. We went to see it this week, last weekend. I quite like these films. <laughs> They're fine. Third one's the best one of the lot. That that Madagascar though. Yeah, it did. Madagascar three is fucking fantastic and is the best single use of Katy Perry's firework in cinema. And I include Rust and Bone in that. Um, yes, it, 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 it is because. Uh, what, but just very quickly, what I always love about Madagascar 3 is the fact that it starts literally like it's starting halfway through the movie. <laughs> yes, it does. And you, you, you kind of go after five minutes, you go, what? What's going on? And then Katy Perry's fireworks starts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. it, it is bonkers. Yeah, Madagascar 3 is great. I watched the first one and was... Very underwhelmed. The first one's shit. The second one's really forgettable, and the third one's great. They go on vacation in the third one. They go on vacation in the third Hotel Transylvania as well. Oh, so yeah, that's yeah. That's, yeah. That's, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So it's it's fun. There's you know it's again the fucking Samurai Jack man. Um, directed all three of them. He did the Star Wars Clone Wars as well. And they're fun. You know, they're, they're completely inoffensive. Um, good visual gags in all three of them. Like, the third one's got an interesting message about how you might love more than one partner in your life, which was unexpected. <laughs> um and yeah, Lottie asked me a few questions after. It was like, no, mummy and I will be together. Don't worry. There's, don't, I don't think there's going to be anybody after mummy. Don't worry, lots. Chill out. Having a kids movie. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. Oz, a lot of children come from well, that's true. separate families. That is maybe true. It, it, it's a, get a well-intentioned thing that just misses some marks. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the thing. It's like, through through the films, it's this whole thing about love at first sight. Monsters refer to it as zing. They zing. So, in the first two films, they're talking about how you only have one zing, and then this third one, it's like, oh, well, may, maybe you could have more than one zing. And it's weird, because it's like Dracula zings with this other person, and he has, like, real fucking guilt about it, and, like, how his daughter is going to feel about it. And it's, it's like, okay, this is some weird, interesting stuff. And, you know, it's Hotel Transylvania, so it doesn't explore it that much. But I like the fact they even brought it up in the first place. Um, and, you know, it, just odd visual stuff. It kept... I laughed a couple of times through the new one. Like, Lottie really enjoyed them and wants to watch... Like, has been banging on about watching the first one again. You know, I bought the first two on iTunes for, like, eight quid in 4K. They look really nice. And, you know, they're fine. They're, they're good little films. And just because the voice cast is like Adam Sandler and Kevin James or David Spade and whatnot, people seem to think, all right, then these films are automatically shit. And, you know, I probably would as well because they're grown-ups. But, no, nah, they're all right. I think Gendy Samurai Jackman has a good influence in these films. And 
They're fine. They're good. They're a good time. Fuck it. They're better than a wrinkle in time. <laughs> Sounds like most things are. Yeah. I don't, they don't have as much ambition as a wrinkle in time, but they don't shit themselves trying to express it either. So, you know. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't think I've watched any of the whole Transylvania movies. I watched the first one. Have you? Yeah, it's not really good. Have I? No, I don't think you did. Right. Yeah, I mean, I will watch the third one because it's. I don't think I need to watch the second one to. Oh, God, no. Appreciate the third one. Mel Brooks is in the second one and the third one. He's got more of a part in the second one, to be fair. But uh, yeah, no, it's good. Um, and I, I, I rewatched Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Really enjoy that film. There we go. And I, the only one I've got is the uh, the other one I I watched that you guys watched. Cool. We'll, we'll come to that in a second. We'll just do the other one we have watched. Let's say we watched all of the Mission Impossible, didn't we? Well, we we only got but one, two. We watched three, four, five. So, yeah. As did I. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't need to talk about that. No, 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 no. Yeah, we could talk about them so within the yeah. Uh, what's the other one I watched? Uh, we watched The Last of the Mohicans, which was a rewatch for you and a first watch for me, but I think it's a while since you've seen it, isn't it? It's a long, long time, probably like early, mid-90s, so like yeah. 93, 94 probably. See, I've, I've always avoided this one, and I don't really know why. I think it's because I'm, really, I'm not really a historical epic kind of person. Well, it's, it's kind of built as a, as a historical yeah. epic. So Last of the Mohicans... Um, I don't think we need to tell people that it's Michael Mann people like that. People know last of the Mohicans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a lot different than what I expected. So what did you expect? Yeah. Like, I don't know, historical dramas to me are always like they're always very dry and a bit dull in my head. Like, I'm sure there's lots that aren't. But I don't know, in my head I always expect them to be really kind of dull. And it just, it wasn't, it was really, it was a really interesting story um, about, obviously it was about like colonialisation and stuff like that, wasn't it? And yeah. the battle between the French and the English and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it was, I was I was very, very surprised. And I was, I tried to say this to you in the movie and you told me to shush because it was, it was an important bit. But there was a lot, there was an awful lot less blood than you would expect from the amount of hacking that was going on. There was a lot, there's an awful lot of scalping and things going on, isn't yeah, there? And yeah, and not very much blood. Um, and until the bit where he cuts out the, the, the grey hair's heart, yeah. then there's blood. Yes. But yeah, yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It is, it, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a great movie. It's, it, it's, it's Michael Mann doing a film where by um, you you don't associate this 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 film with Michael yeah, Mann. No. But the weird thing is, it's his most successful film. Right. Um, oh, commercially, you, yeah, no, I bet it is. Yeah, but it's um, but you wouldn't kind of like it's the one that more people will have heard of. You wouldn't necessarily categorize but it. We wouldn't do it like that because there's no there's no there's no kind of like cityscape from uh, yeah. <laughs> shot shot from above where you look at it and you go, Fuck, I wish my street looked like that. <laughs> in fact, we actually did on a cool set, didn't we? When they installed those bright white light bulbs in the street lights, I yeah. loved just looking out because like fucking cool set was going to make on Especially if film. it was like raining or snowing. Yeah, <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a cracking um, rewatch, and it's there's a few kind of bits in it where 
Madeline Stowe is very pretty. And Madeline Stowe is incredibly pretty, yeah. But then Daniel Day-Lewis is very pretty as well. Um, oh, yeah, they are, yeah. Sorry, what? the hair thing. When I said about the mom was having the same yeah, hair. They, they, they do almost have the same hair. It's in better condition. Uh, I do like the fact that it's, it's a Daniel Day-Lewis film, but he does, for a portion of it, literally stand in the background and just let, you know, people like Russell Mings and um, Wes Studi actually kind of, like, have the movie. yeah. And it's like, yeah, do you know what? You can put me on the poster, you can put on that, is it like that? But I am one of the characters in this. I'm mm. not even the fucking Last Mohican. The film's called The Last Mohican, and you look at it and you think, and people be like, would assume, oh, he's the Last Mohican. He's not. No. <laughs> Russell Means is the Last Mohican. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a, it's a really it's a really good watch. Hey, so I need to I need to actually watch Last of the Mohicans. Yeah, but watched it. It's on. Prime. Um, it's Prime we watched it on, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a good watch and a fucking... It, it's got a great score. Is that yeah. the... Uh, Stay alive, no matter what occurs. Film. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's, it's, it's got a great score. It's And also as well, you, you're watching it and going, there's, there's some pretty fucking epic battle scenes yeah, there is uh, in it where it, it's, it's doing like a pan around. And I can follow a long shot along these battle scenes. You look at going right. That is a battle scene pre green screen. Yeah. All yeah. those fucking people are there. And the thing is, you can you can kind of you can feel There's that a texture to it. The yeah. Film like that first that first scene where they get attacked, where the um, where the party gets attacked, and yeah, and it's just the girls, and then they come and save them. That that's like stomach turningly violent. Even though there's not yeah. much blood in it and stuff, like with that bit where he scalps that guy, it's like it, it's so nonchalantly done, isn't yeah. it? It, it, it? It's not it's not a focus bit. It's something that happens within an awful lot that's also happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just kind of glossed glossed past, and but it's yeah, it, it's really brutal that bit. And I I don't know, like gore doesn't normally bother me. As I'm getting older, I find it is more having an effect. But that just really, that really got to me that bit. Mm. But and I think I think that is because it is being done. They are interacting with each other rather than there's a reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you know I think I think there's there's certain classic films that I could do with going back and and watching. Yeah. Right. Should we do the one that we've all watched? <laughs> Go on, Liz. Okay. Yeah. So. The Devil and Father of Morph, which is now on Netflix. It's uh, directed by William Friedkin and um, co-written by Mark Kermode, um, which is interesting. Um, I think it's interesting that Kermode has not been publicising it too much on his Twitter feed. Um, it was when it first came out, but it was very much like, look, this is a movie I've done, and I'm very proud of the fact that I've done this movie. Yeah, so I don't know, maybe it was like he just didn't want to suit his own horn or anything. And like, you know, to be fair, the man's such a fan of The Exorcist, the fact that he got to work with William Friedkin on a film, no matter what that film is, was probably a personal joy to the guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um... Pops up on Netflix and it's like 65 minutes long or 69 minutes long I think it is um, which I'm sure was freaking dirty joke um, it's yeah so it's a documentary about uh, a exorcist in uh, Italy Father Amorth who basically is invited by William Friedkin to witness an exorcism 
and then freaking interviews uh, psychologists and priests and neuroscientists about what exorcism is. Mm. Now, personally, I thought there was some really interesting stuff in here about how possession is seen by scientific bodies and how exorcism is treated so seriously by members of the religious faith. I could have done with more of that and less of the other stuff. I'm I'm intrigued to see what you guys think. Yeah, well the bit the bit when they're talking to the the scientists after the air quote marks exorcism bit um are actually really interesting sort of how how they view it what they categorize it as how they would treat it um the the bit where he's got that the the one guy i can't remember which guy it was but and he's he's essentially badgering him to sort of asking about his religious beliefs and stuff like that that made me a little bit uncomfortable because it felt like he was leading him but apart from that the the sort of round table bit with the psychiatrists where they were saying look Essentially, what they were saying is it can be psychosomatic, but if you believe in the illness, you, you'll believe in the cure. Mm. Uh, was was an interesting slant on it, and and does actually carry some some weight, really. I suppose if you believe you're possessed and you have an exorcism, you could also believe that you are then cured. Um, the I the exorcism scene itself, I just I don't know what to think about that really like if that was genuinely unedited and that weird double voice thing was that, actually yeah. a woman that is really fucking creepy and that obviously raises questions but what was it and it's, it, 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 it sounds too much like generic exorcism voice yeah yeah it does but then has that come and been developed from I don't. That's the thing. It's like I. I feel what, like it's what, not genuine. But then, would, is that just my lack of religious belief? No. What I would say there is right. William Friedkin directed The Exorcist. Yes. Right. Um, William Friedkin is, is an odd character yeah. in, in in cinema. Um, he had fantastic success in the seventies with. French Connection and The Exorcist, and has had, would you be fair to say, Ian, limited success since? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I don't know, he's had ups and downs, but he's never quite had the cultural impact. Exactly. It's not, not you know, I, I did like some of his um, late 90s, early 90s work. You know, I really, Bug is a great movie. Oh, Killer, jo- Killer Joe's the shit. And Killer Joe's fantastic, yeah. Um, so, you know, th- there has been that, but he has gone back to drink at the exes well frequently. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, and done that. And it did, even with the, when they're talking to the scientists, I don't believe they're the only two scientists he spoke to. No. And they no. did seem to... Cherry pick. To, 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 to kind of back up his line of thread that he wanted to mm. tell. Yeah. And then the exorcism, you've got that that's going on, and then you've got the the bullshit at the end mm. um, with what goes on there with the I didn't take my camera in but 
here's the church and here's me shaking things around and saying things in this voice. And with that nonsense, it just made me go... So it was all bullshit then? Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Just yeah. fuck off. Well, that's it. It loses, it loses all credibility when it does that at the end. Like, any, any kind of... Oh, maybe maybe that is true. Maybe you know. I'd buy that. it from the fucking. Start. No, but even even if you're watching it and thinking, oh God, what if that is true? That you know, this is this is important. This is an important piece of work. And then he goes, oh well. Oddly enough, even though throughout the whole thing I've had a handheld camera with me at all times, but I didn't take it this one time, and this is when shit kicked off. Yeah. It just makes you go, all right, fair enough. It's all crap. Yeah, and also as well, it literally felt like it was a 65-minute infomercial <laughs> for some kind of fucking exorcism fucking book that he's going to write. It, it, it felt like that. The, 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 this is a man who made The Exorcist and who made The French Connection and it, who it, made Killer Joe. And then he, he made this. And it, it, it looks... It felt like a DVD extra. It felt worse than a DVD extra. Mm. Yeah. It, Honestly, it felt infomercially. That level of bad. The fact that it had him speaking and talking outside of church and then going, and then we went to the house and he stood outside the house. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, you're an Oscar-nominated director. Did you just do that? Be better. <laughs> yeah, I it's... But it's not supposed to feel overproduced. That's kind of the... Produced would be nice. Yeah, yeah. If it is essentially fraudulent... It is fraudulent. But if it is, then... At least hers have the balls to admit that he's talking shite. It's just, it's... It's the fact that the audio manipulation in The Exorcism is like... That's the one thing that actually makes you think... Huh. There's something actually going on here. The fact that what? Sorry, I missed that. The, the, the audio manipulation. The, 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 her, the, like, the double voice. Yeah. Like, it's literally that. Because if it wasn't for that, it would basically be a good 15 minutes of this film of just someone speaking Italian to a woman and every now and then her just fucking shouting something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I could go for a second. What were you going to say? I was just, no, all I was going to say was, if it is fraudulent, which it would appear that it is, then produce it a bit better. You know, have it still looking a bit kind of... I don't see the point raw, in, but, in it, other than... Other than I, don't, I, I don't see the point in it. I don't the, know. Like, I, for, for me, the most direct comparison that I could make in my head, and I haven't actually ever seen this, but do you remember that BBC... The haunted house thing that they did. On oh, Ghost Watch. Yeah. Yeah, oh my god! Fucking hell! But people believed that. Because it was fucking terrifying. I've never seen that. Yeah. No, yeah. That that Ghost Watch is properly fucking scary. It's fucking is terrifying. Oh, I want to watch that. We might one there. Yeah. Well, you might. I'm behind. No, no. Just Ghost Watch. It's just like the shit that's in the background in some of those oh, fucking like. Or- Right, you've got to find it for me. Oh, like a War of the Worlds type thing, like doing something fake, but trying to persuade people it's real. It's kind of, it, you know, it, it has been done, but it has been done much better than this. Yeah, it, it just, it's just, it just really badly made. Yeah, it is. It's it's terribly made. Uh, I mean, it just, I, I, the the one thing though, it's just like 
Kermode, like the fact that he's involved in it, and it kind of feels like something so cheaty feels below him. Yeah, yeah. I and, thought that his name popped up at the end because I didn't realise he was involved in it until the end. And it was like, huh, that's a weird one for him to align himself with. Yeah. I, I, that, that he might have written a very different... Yeah, thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you wonder, like, was it literally he just wrote the frequent Friedkin to camera stuff yeah. and, and didn't know what was going on with the the rest of it or something. But it's, I'd be surprised because that guy's always about authenticity and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, yeah. Yeah. Do stuff for the dollar. Well, no, no, he doesn't. The, the priest in it, he's like a really well-respected or was a really well-respected priest, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. He also, he was, but he also was a bit of a celebrity priest. Right. You're talking about the Rome's exorcist, Rome's chief exorcist. He was like, you're another level of religion. You know, Rome, the fucking Vatican City is in Rome. Mm. You know, he he was almost, especially in, I think, the, 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 the 90s, uh, late 80s, early 90s, when he he first get problems with that he was very much like a, like a celebrity. He went on talk shows and things like that in Italy. It's ah, a different right. kind of world, right? Uh, from that, I'm not saying he wasn't. You know, he didn't do what he was doing, and he was. He, he clearly is a very deep rich man. But I, I'm just saying. Um, I, I am just saying that he, 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 there is that mm. to consider. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And how much would he like to boost his profile by doing that? I don't think I had a profile a boost. He was about to die. He was 91. Might have thought he was going to be Yeah, that ended up a lot of boosting. <laughs> yeah, I t- it just, it's... It just feels like, what's the point? Mm. You know, I just, that, that stuff and the... I went to go meet her in the church. I didn't have my camera with me but this is what I remember and then what he remembers is like almost like the most generic fucking you will give us the videotape I, I, I just it's <laughs> yeah but just yeah. what the fuck is that I it, 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 I it's a really really fucking weird thing for William Friedkin and Mark Kermo to be involved in mm. but again though like if it's if it is a fake why not set that? Would set up that shot and do it? Yeah. You know, just fucking commit. No, I don't know. It's like they were like, "Oh fuck, this is going to be really hard to do." Like I'm just living on the floor and stuff, moving. We can't be asked. Let's just pretend it happened and we didn't have a camera. Because the thing is, if it did actually happen, then this film wouldn't just be basically going direct to Netflix. It would be. No. This is some serious fucking exorcism is real shit caught on camera. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a voice effect on this poor fucking woman who's either really mentally disturbed or a, a fucking weird charlatan trying to, I don't know, get attention or something. And well, well done. We've just kind of done that for her. 
Uh, it just, it, I don't know, very, very odd. Yes. Freakin's been very kind of defensive over it, though, hasn't he? With people claiming it's a fraud. Yeah, but I, I say he's an odd character, it's William Freakin. Mm. He very much is. I mean, I, I, I love Freakin. It's like, it's the one thing that he's done recently where it's been like, what what's this now? What, really? We're, we're, we're doing this, are we? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's not great. It's not great. I kind of wish we did Mission Impossible at the end of the show so I had a bit more fucking get pumped. You, should, you can just go watch the trailer again. I could do, actually. I could just, like... You have one from, like, five, six months ago, though, so it's got the right music. I'll just pump my arms. Yeah, re- <laughs> re- re- reload your arms. I'm going to reload my arms and I'll be fine. Just don't throw anyone through a mirror. Okay. We do have a question. Yes, we do, don't we? Yeah, from the email. Ian, have you got the email? Um, I'm kind of worried about the fact you guys haven't eaten, to be honest. Do you want to do the email next week? We always eat late. I do need I mean, to go, can, I do need to go get petrol before the petrol is closed. All right, let's. Should we? Should we call it quits and just catch up next week? Yes. Is that all right, Becky? Okay. We we did do a poll on the devil and father of Marth. Isn't it a mort? A mort, yeah. Yeah, it is a mort. Sorry. Um, and that came out. Uh, definitely not shit. Zero percent. <laughs> Touching cloth. 33% and shit 67%. So no, at least that's 100. Yeah, that, that did add that to 100. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's a weird one. I'd like to speak to somebody that's like heavily religious and see what their thoughts on it are. I wouldn't like to speak to somebody that's heavily religious. Yeah, but that's just in general. That's yeah. true. Um, I don't know. I just think it would be interesting to see if there's any kind of different take on it from that angle I suppose yeah okay. um, cool so what are we covering next week Ian uh, so that's going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp shit is that out next week it's out on Thursday I'm quite looking forward to that uh, yeah I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to that yeah I'm very up for that some more Michael Peña more Michael Peña <laughs> bit of Michelle Pfeiffer she's an injury oh no yeah yeah, yeah. she is yeah it's- yeah, don't look at me so confused and make me think I'm wrong. She's in, like, none of the marketing, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Might have to do a rewatch of Ant-Man. We have watched it quite recently. Yeah, we've watched it quite recently, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah, we'll talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. We'll talk about other stuff. I'm going to let them eat. I'm going <laughs> to have a coffee because I feel quite drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, don't kill the buzz Ian nah nah I've got to kill the buzz I've got the buzz kill that is work tomorrow so you know I better fucking get ready I've got to be up at 5 in the morning for my 3 and a half hour drive that's fun <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah um, at Ian Loring I'm doing Ian's job now uh, at Ian Loring at Bexy Fours at I'm, Dude Fours I'm Dude just going to let him hit us up on Instagram <laughs> at Dude the Monkey we we uh, last time I Ian's post uh, it's been very popular. Very popular. Yes. Nice. Uh, just to let you guys know as well, we're, we're toying with the idea of doing more sort of retro reviews. So hopefully we'll have a poll up tomorrow. during the week. Oh, 
tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll have it on tomorrow. Less. Yeah. Um, with some options on there for you guys to choose from. Indeed. So very exciting. And apparently you can also email us questions. So do that <laughs> too. <laughs> Thank you much for listening, guys. He properly just fucking hijacked the end of that, didn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's because he's a gobshite. Fucking thank you so much for listening, guys. I appreciate you far more than Mark does. (laughs) And, you know, Mark would tell you to go fuck yourselves. I never would. I love you all. (laughs) Go fuck yourselves. I love you all. Becky's ambivalent. Oh, I, I love everyone too. Well, no. But all of the listeners. But not everyone in the world. No, bunch of dicks. Bunch of dicks. <laughs> <laughs>